0: Hello oh, and welcome to episode 382 of the Awesome Comics Podcast, a place where the small press makes one hell of a big noise. I'm a very bunged up Vince Hunt and joining me this week, as always, is the creator of the webcomic Vanguard, Dan Butcher. Hello. The bangers in everyone's mash, it's Tony <laughs> Esmond.
1: Bangers and mash, we had a little conversation about that, that wasn't nice, Yes, was yes, and it's the it's sort of
0: conversation, as always folks, that you'll never hear because the stuff that happened before we started recording <laughs>
1: it gets is, banned off it, it itunes
0: is, it gets banned off anything off the internet
1: almost as bad as john ottaway's story about toblerone from yesterday we'll Ooh, get onto that in a minute yeah,
0: maybe we'll hear about that in a minute um, but we are not alone this week we are joined nope. by artist extraordinaire and one half of art 92 it's our good pal h hello hey yeah
2: how you doing hey h
1: you're good. right yeah helena how's it going
2: it's very, going very, very well, thank you. How's it? How are you guys? Apart from Vince being very bunged up, bless
1: you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Oh no! I meant with his cold. That's yes.
0: Very yes. <laughs> <laughs> what? Thank, thank you, thank you. Um, yes, we are good. All the better for, for hearing from you, of course. Yeah. Really. Oh, yay! Thank you. And uh, we will, of course, be talking about your work. All, all creatures, great and small, we're going to talk about this week. How about, yes, how's yes. that for it? How's that for a yeah. segue to the topic? <laughs> um, and let's let's say a lot of you might uh, sort of understand where we're coming from this week because we're going to be talking a little bit about animals in comics. Maybe some mm-hmm. stand, maybe your pets, maybe your animals, maybe some, am I going to say this word right? Anthropomorphic.
3: Yes. Oh, you did that, said that word right, Vince. It's the yep. Lemsep.
0: Um, and we've got a little quiz. Stand by for the we've quiz. We've got a quiz. Yeah. We've got all kinds this week. And, uh, and H is going to be with us for the whole show. So, I am um, indeed, yeah. So expect yep. a lot of great recommendations as well We'll get to that. And probably a load of very immature laughter because she's just as bad as us. <laughs> <So, laughs> I think sometimes she's worse, to be fair. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> shush, uh, shush. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, there, but there are people in this world that are, that are worth supporting, such as our. Mm. Uh, they're, they're good people people that you should check out such as our lovely sponsors comic house yes we are sponsored this show is sponsored still unbelievable um yeah they are an indie comic marketplace that like us loves indie comics from all over the world if you go to comichouse.com, there's a huge selection of titles on their database if you're a creator yourself and you're looking for another avenue to get your work out there you can list your book on there and uh, there's a little shop front etc and there's links but they also have a digital app which is amazing uh, stuff's being added to all the time. It's like Netflix for comics. It's a subscription service, only £3 a month, and you get access to an enormous and growing library of digital indie comics. What's uh, what's on there at the moment, Dan? Well, I
3: was going to highlight Bloop Shop, uh, independent <coughs> publisher of books and zines by Alex Hahn. We've got uh, the little book of Bloop and Cool. Uh, there's a cat called Yuki, a little zap of Bloop Shop, Bloop and the Pigeon Pandemic, One, two, three, four. Uh, Bloop! Super secret mission, and all these are available to read on the Comic House app. What's a Bloop? I think it's one of the kind of like, uh, kind of weird alien character. It's a little alien character.
0: Alex is a great creator. He was one of the first time I ever tabled at Thought Bubble. Um, I had a table next to him, and I, I I think, uh, Nottingham a couple of years ago, I did an interview with him as well. Um, yeah, definitely check out his stuff because he's. It's great sense of
1: humor. He's the one that
0: did the Muffin and Craft...
1: uh, Oh, the one you bought me. Yeah, Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. 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 There
0: Uh, you go. So there's all that stuff and more that you can discover now. And if you're an indie creator yourself, and maybe you've got some old digital comics just gathering dust on your hard drive, then...
1: Made by yourself, not made by by other people. Yeah, yeah. Only post on your own work, people. Um, Or sell DVDs of other people's work on eBay.
0: (laughs) Done, we're not talking about your side hustle anymore Tony not, not, not on this yeah. show <laughs> I've never bought um, one of them um, don't lie um, that's gone quiet you, that's gone you,
3: quiet it used to be <laughs> you used to get people who come around a pub didn't you near closing time like selling movies yeah. and stuff
1: I but remember if, a mate of mine used to buy pornography off this lady who came around the pub and it, so he used to buy such terrible pornography she ended up she said I can't look at him in the face
3: but she was selling it what ap- <laughs> happened <laughs> <laughs>
0: Let yep. let, you, let me tell you about a mate of mine, um, because they went to comichouse.com to find out more about oh, the 14-day no. free trial, hey. and oh, to dive no. headfirst into the amazing world of small press we talk about every week. Thank very you very much Very wise, mate, isn't it? Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. Very
3: cultured. Not I, like the fools we know, on DVD in the pub. I only I hang, hang out with yeah.
0: the wisest and coolest
1: horse people. horse porn or something.
3: Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah and I, us. I, look. Yeah, and you. Um, <laughs> which is, I only hang out with the best people which is why I was sad that I had to pull out of this past weekend's event. um, It's always sad to pull out, isn't it? Well, I'm not taking that any further. (laughs) No, that's the wrong thing to say. Um, (laughs) What am I saying? Um, Yes, a BAM, Um, comics, zines and art fair was this past weekend. And uh, Tony Esmond was there. He's everywhere. He's He's like the Flash.
1: It's like the month of being everywhere this month like trying to work yeah, out yeah, man you're get, flying like, around it's like a jigsaw yeah. place october
0: it has become the, the crazy comics month really isn't it
1: yeah yeah because it's something next week I'm are Nottingham. you're at nottingham h next week aren't you yeah yeah yeah, absolutely. You yeah um yeah so this week was bath um i got there um i got there sort of so i spoke to rachel on the phone rich rlc um from our last week's guest and i said like you know can i get this i'll oh, come nine because you can have a coffee while we set up so I went in and ended up helping put tables out and stuff with Rachel, Dave, Nunu, and Nick, who are the organisers. Um, it's in the Comedia. i tell you what, um, I think I was... I mean, sales is a secondary issue for me these days. I've decided I don't care anymore about sales. People are going about sales that are rather rude, and I don't like it. And my father always tell, told me the gentleman never discussed money, so I'm not really bothered about that side of things to any sort of great extent. Which, But to be fair, it was massive sales-wise for us. But the, um, the atmosphere there was absolutely brilliant. I had the best time. Um, I probably weren't worth floating past you. With sort sort of hours of conventions. So this one was 11 to 3. Yeah. Um, which four hours just flew by. Nice amount of time. You know, there was no sort of lulls where you go, no, can I sit down for a bit now and have a sandwich? You know, like you do at normal conventions, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, perfect amount of time. The staff there were lovely. So... The staff came in and were just chatting when we opened up. And then what you could do is you could go to the bar and order food. And being a veggie, they had great veggie and vegan options there as well. And then they'd bring it to the table and have a chat with you. So they were sort of coming over, dropping us a coffee over and having a chat about our comics and then heading back to the bar. It was lovely. You know, where'd you get that?
0: Yeah. That was
1: great. Fun. Yeah. That's yeah. really awesome. That's a real, I, mean, I mean,
0: that's a real step up from um, like uh, just overall as well, like, like there. Like, yeah. It's always been lovely there, but I think the last one was the Christmas fair. So at the same time, so it's pretty full on. So like the staff there was sort of so snowed under with lots of people in the coffee shop and things right. Like that.
1: Whereas, I, like it was, I can't it imagine every mobbed outside. outside that. Yeah. I mean uh, Johnny Ottaway, who obviously we have to say for legal reasons is not a murderer of any kind, or you know he's never buried <laughs> a body. Um, he um, he had to drive around for about an hour trying to find a space. It took him ages. It was, it was yeah. busy in Bath, you know. Yeah. Um So the football, football was good. I, we sold loads of comics to people we didn't know. Um Genuinely, I sold maybe three times as many comics as I sold at the Thought Bubble at this event. Uh, in four awesome. hours. Yeah, And Thought Bubble was the big one, isn't it? Is the one we all compare yeah. compare things to, isn't yeah.
0: it? Interesting. Um, uh, just a question. What was a uh, predominant casual card?
1: A bit of a mixture, actually. Yeah, okay. probably the card machines were a bit crap from where we were we were sat so we were sort of we had to fanny around a bit and so some people going i've got cash i can just give you cash so we had a bit of that as well you know
0: yeah
1: Um, but it was 50 50 i think to be fair yeah a few swaps as well you know swap comics that's our nature isn't it in small press we swap yes people i don't mind that in fact i'm keen to do that i think it's a great little thing to do so here's some of the people we met. so big shout out to a guy called daniel who came over um i'm sort of standing there because falpe was sort of 10 minutes he was on the train so he arrived just sort of 10 minutes after opening and he went are you are you um um adam falp you know obviously adam is held in high regard in the indie comics community you know it's being a, the biggest degenerate apart from me and i went um no 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 and he says oh are you Tony?" he says yeah he says i listen to awesome comics and um never learned anything and me and him hey. had this like massive chat for ages and then it nice. turned out we also came from the same bit of London. So we had a massive chat about that. And uh, I'd to say to him, I said, Your son's looking daggers. He says, Oh, he told he told me when we come in, don't spend ages talking to people, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So that was how nice is that? That's nice. That's um, really nice, yeah. Yeah. Um Rick Jackson and his son were there. I haven't seen Rick well, I think Rick hasn't really done a con for a while. I bumped into him in London recently, but it was lovely to see him. Yeah, really hmm. nice to see him. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Mulraine were there. They were good company, had a chuckle with him um simon l reed um i did um a dramatic reading of a comic of his with rachel about a year ago on nia and he was sort of chuckling about it you know because she's a big fan (laughs) of stuff and i really oh he took it in good oh mate totally yeah yeah Yeah. really nice dude yeah um paul ashley brown who i'm obviously i love paul's comics i've recommended a couple on here before and he's he did a pin-up for Herc for for us um and he sort of joined us in the bar afterwards. Joseph Simons turned up, had a good chat with Joseph. I've not really ever spoken to properly, although he did our badges for us. Do you remember?
0: Yeah.
1: He did probably. those awesome comics. Yeah. Badges. Oh, man. But yeah, those badges those are great. Badges. Yeah. 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 So good. Um, Kev Cooling was there. Nice to see Kev again. Hey. It was a good laugh. So talking about his podcast, The Wiper. Um, which I keep is, forgetting to really fucking good. check that out. I keep seeing it. I was like, oh, man, I've got to listen to that. And then... Yeah, I do it on um, um, Spotify. Oh, okay. is where I listen to it. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. So I sort of subscribed on there. Obviously, John Nottaway was there. He was good company. Um, I think you've probably all, all seen now on the social media. When, um, as soon as he arrived, uh, Nunu and uh, Rachel had bought him like a T-shirt with loads of knives on it. <laughs> and, like, and as they hit he arrived and they gave it to him, it was, like a cheer went up. It was like oh, was making me die. Yeah, absolutely making me die. Um, big shout out to Cole Henley. He was there. So he we, he, we know him from the Drink and Draws. So he came over for a chat. Um, he just lives down the road, not far away. And... Um, someone came over a lady called Callie who's sort of gone down the road of making sort of zines and small press stuff and she hmm. came over and she had a good chat it was a really nice lady and then she sort of joined us for a beer afterwards honestly it was genuinely one of my favourite convention experiences
4: hey um, that's weird, great,
1: isn't it yeah, yeah. so nice generally relaxed, relaxed friendly ones. yeah everyone was very inclusive there was you yeah. know you go to some conventions and there's you know because we're just sort of we lark about and we're sort of boisterous men in our 40s and 50s you know <laughs> that's our nature isn't it you saw sort of, some people are slightly aloof with us don't they or slightly sort of but everyone was there was super inclusive we we're coming over and chatting and you know yeah that's fantastic. fantastic yeah Brilliant. absolutely lovely well, it's So the,
0: it's the atmosphere on the whole that makes a convention i think yeah well it is it, for us our world isn't it yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I, I think so because like you know um when you have something like the, the the big shows, I mean, for instance, let, let's say an MCM, something like that. That's that's more of a spectacle. That is, um, it's easy to just get drowned in the whole, the pomp and pizzazz of of everything. But when it comes mm-hmm. to pretty much every other sort of comic convention, it is totally about an atmosphere. Because you know, you you can meet some wonderful people. You, haven't, you know, when I whenever I go to a convention and I meet some people that I didn't know before, and they're really really nice, I come away buzzing, and it doesn't matter how well I've done, really.
1: No, mm. I don't care, mate, anymore. Yeah. I mean I'll never I mean I, I travelled there, stayed in a hotel the night before, petrol being what it is, you know, even though the tables were free, I'll never make my costs back. Do you know yeah. what I mean? But it's a hobby that I enjoy. And but, hey, hey, I, I tab- came away inspired, you know.
3: Yeah. You you tabled with Clear Run uh a couple of weeks ago, didn't you? Yeah Bridlington, it's, it's, yeah, uh, yeah. Bridlington,
2: yeah. Bridlington, um, yes. Sim- similarly it was the it was a fairly small Convention, um, and that was, so you looked over the balcony. You thought, "Oh, maybe it's not so small because it was absolutely heaving." <laughs> but, um, but yeah, to, I, I agree with Tony. I think the smaller ones, and I like the hours that the um, band did as well. Like, that seems like mm. a really sensible amount of time. Because, like, like you said, Tony, there's sort of periods in in a day where you just think, "Oh God," because you get these lulls, don't you? you? Think now, what do I do with myself? Yeah. You know, sit there and mm. have a sandwich or chat with somebody. But that's yeah, you get really like, nice oh, here comes time. Tony
1: back again to talk. It, well, to us. Yeah, bloody hell! Yeah, yeah, I know. It's like I wish you'd <laughs> pissed off. You know. But,
2: <laughs> 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 but that's nice and I think you don't you don't um, get tired because it's a tiring thing isn't it you know talking yeah. at a convention being switched yeah, on is. and yeah. stuff. but such a small amount of time like that I think you don't get time to sort of um, flag really I think that's really really nice yeah
1: yeah yeah. it's good and oh, I, I, although Rick did seem to keep appearing with a full glass of beer so I don't know where he was going <laughs> oh excellent good lad
2: for, perhaps yeah, he yeah. just
1: didn't drink it perhaps he only had one yeah but he just held it just to make an impact yeah 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 for four hours <laughs>
2: it was warm very warm yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. I don't know you make a pint last four hours get me fucking superhuman
1: <laughs> yeah it's uh, I was alright man I we had a, we had a good time well, apart from they closed the M4 on the way back oh it god like, oh, that was fun god. yeah so it took us about five hours to get back But
2: oh my god yeah
1: luckily <sighs> I'm very good company you know what I mean that's the thing yeah.
2: that's, that's what last you time think a- Tony
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> last Tony, time I came to see you
3: <laughs> <laughs> Last time I was saying to you, you instead, shut off one of the, the main roads, and I had to take all the, the A roads and stuff, and it took me like an extra two, two hundred hours. It's horrible. Oh, God. But just yeah, so shit happens. Yeah, yeah. It's all right. Mate.
0: Shit happens. Yes, I'm. I'm really glad it went well. I was, I was just gutted that I couldn't make it. I was just like, mm. oh, yeah, that sucks. Yeah, yeah. So. uh put that to it's the made me the rethink
1: voice. like stock because i just because i i was working the night the day before so i was away for two nights you know yeah the <clears> uh i sort of had to sort of throw a load of stuff into a suitcase and i always have this thing oh, i'm just gonna take this that'll be all right you know what i mean yeah. But we sort of run out of stuff so i have oh, to sort shit. of rethink yeah. nothing i suppose now but yeah. we you're gonna take uh reprints yeah. needed you think we got enough um, we won't give in time, but yeah, I think we've probably between us we've probably got enough. We obviously have the new book out, but um our new sort of Tijuana Bible thing. Ah yes. Um so that was that was quite fun. Um I'll get you a copy, guys. But so it addresses issues. It's a new way of reviewing comics, let's just call it that.
3: Okay. okay. Oh, look forward to
1: it. Featuring Keith Cumber. Oh, oh
3: god. <laughs> Any resemblance to a person <laughs> Yeah, I've yeah. purely yeah. coincidental. <laughs>
1: Yeah. It's alright right Keith, he loves it As soon as you say, I'm going to put you in a comic yeah. Yes! He's like, yes, go on, let's do it Make it worse <laughs> <laughs> So
3: uh, I'm also t- informed as we're going to segue into our topics and stuff, you got us uh, an appetizer
1: of sorts, haven't you, tea uh, uh, An animal quiz Oh yeah, nicely done He's the hostess mood, the mostest, aren't you, today I love it
0: They do a little bit of a segue and they're not fully confident in it because there was a pause like <laughs> Is that, is I wonder where right, ta- no? I I
1: you. know. you was going on about. Right? For a second. But yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yes, right? yes, we are now. <laughs> well done, Dan. Well done.
3: Well, when you're not here doing the host, like I mean, it's been me and Tony, that's the
1: entire fucking bit, isn't it? Because we're <laughs> yeah. we doing this now. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. <laughs> what do <we> do now? <laughs> okay. So, um, running on from the fact that um, Helena has had a book out called Clear Run, which is a favourite of ours, mm-hmm. which features a certain yes. dog. And um, all this sort of thing. So we thought we'd do a little quiz about um, animals in comics. So let me explain it to you. I'm going to give you the first name of a comics animal character. And what I want you to do is to tell me what kind of animal it is. Here's an example. If I said to you, Raphael, you might say, Dan? Uh, A a turtle. There you go. And you'd be right. One point. Yeah.
0: Feel free to play along at
1: home, by the way, everyone. Yeah, please yes. pay them at home. I'm also prepared now. It's, there's some, it'll start quite easy and there's some more difficult ones, but most of it's pretty easy, to be fair. And um, there's there's the opportunity to get a clue, if I can think of one, oh, if you're not okay. quite sure, okay? I'll get a bit of paper to call, to do scores. Yeah, who's, I'll do this. So you, you do scores, Dan. Okay. I'll help, me, yeah, help me do the questions. Don't
0: fluff the numbers, Butcher. Don't fluff the numbers. No, no, no. How <laughs> <Don't laughs>
1: dare you, sir? <laughs> Somebody <laughs> will only call us on it, won't they? Yeah, That's yeah. the thing. yeah, yeah. Um, right. Okay. So, should we go, ladies first? Eight. Yes. Oh God. So, I Told
2: you, I'm very, very, very poor at quizzes. But. God.
1: <laughs> I promised you I'd give you the answers, and never did. Sucked you there, <laughs> didn't I? Traitor. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. The first one is called Streaky. What kind of animal is Streaky? Oh, I'm
2: gonna, say, I'm gonna say a pig.
1: No. I'm gonna <laughs> offer it over to the others. Oh. Streaky. Oh. Fuck. Streaky. I don't uh,
0: pass. I don't know. I don't know. Like I was gonna say pig, and thought it would have been something like the bean or dandy or something like that. But yeah.
3: no streaky
1: the Supercat. cat. <sighs> oh, <hell>. There you <laughs> go. Where's that? That's from? a new one of me. Superman comics. Uh, oh, okay. who, reads, who reads them? All the cool kids. <laughs> 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 Next up, who would like to go first? Dan, how about you? Yes, yeah, sure. Okay, um, Miyamoto first name of this person this uh, that'd be say, uh rabbit yeah well no. done so it's his full name because everyone thinks he's called yusagi ajimbo which is not his name no his actual name is miyamoto yusagi yes um named after the the famous um samurai and he is a rabbit well done so one to you dan yes. vince yep rex
0: Oh, fucking how generic can you get what the rex. fuck man <laughs> that
1: could be oh, um, a dog well done it is a dog rex, uh, rex there you go. the wonder dog there we go back to helena
0: i can't believe i got that right
1: well done. <laughs> so we, tried, we we were on a draw vince is down a one, one each and helena's still to get off the mark ch you don't need to know it just guess yeah
2: I, I yeah i th- yeah. i thought i ever said it on a good number with them um, streaky pig but... yeah man that, yeah.
1: <laughs> next one helena beppo b e double p o beppo i know this one
2: i do know this one and oh oh god um is he uh
1: don't forget, you are you can offer be offered clues on this. Don't forget yeah, if
2: you don't oh, know it. Yeah, yeah. Could I have a clue, please?
1: <laughs> created by he first appeared in Superman seventy five in 959 and was created by Otto Binder and George Papp.
2: Oh God. Um, <laughs> shit. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say a bear.
1: No, it's monkey. Oh, Beppo right. the super monkey from Krypton.
3: Hey. I always no wondered about that you know like the, the thinking oh sales are flagging a bit I'll just bring them fucking pretend there's a monkey like, coming in its like, own you know, spaceship
1: put, I mean they're all dying on Krypton it, yeah. they're all dying on Krypton what are we going to do I'll let the monkey escape yeah that's yeah. a good idea someone, someone
0: yeah. from Krypton went off with a fucking arc somewhere to
3: care <laughs> of everything imagine like yeah Krypton blows up and you call your dog crypto.
1: seems yeah. a bit insensitive <laughs> 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 It's like that's called my hamster, George Michael. Right next is um, Jesus, no, I wouldn't call him that, would be rude. Uh, okay, who's next? Oh, it's Dan, isn't it? Dad. me, yeah, Lockjaw. What, uh, and, I, and I'm going to ask for the specific breed on this because it's quite easy otherwise.
3: It's kind of like she is kind of like a space kind of pug kind of thing. Uh, hmm. it's not a pug, it's
1: a Uh French bulldog? It's a bulldog. Well done. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Dan's noise of like (laughs) um, Fucking got one in. Fucking (laughs) my
1: goal. Vince (laughs) Lockheed.
0: Oh well this is uh, Lockheed's a dragon.
1: A dragon. Well done. Yeah, yeah one for you. Yeah, Ken, for a bonus I'm glad point. Can anyone... I'm
0: glad that we're finally acknowledging that dragons are real animals.
1: Yeah,
2: <laughs> they are. I'm they Welsh are. and I know these things. So.
1: <laughs> for a, for a bonus point, can anyone tell me the issue of Uncanny X-Men it first appeared? Two seven three. No. Lower.
0: One seventy
1: four. No. Lower. Helena, H.
2: One forty-five.
1: No, one six six. Oh, okay. We were okay, guessing
0: Nick. that one. None of us. <laughs> had yeah, it. I didn't know it.
1: <laughs> Next one is um, back to Helena. Zabu, Z A B U, Zabu. Zabu. Oh, I know um, this one. Is it a ferret? No, but <laughs> nice guess. <Yeah.
3: laughs> Can I offer it out? It's a saber toothed tiger who hangs around. It with. is. Kazar. Kazar, yeah. exactly. Well done.
0: Hold on. How come, we're, how come we're offering them out now? We didn't do that in the previous rounds. Do rules mean nothing to you people? No. All playing right, it. Yeah. Uh,
1: next one is. Uh, Prison
3: rules, Spence.
1: It's it's Dan now. <laughs> really? yeah. Topo. Topo. T O P O. I think it's a horse. No. Can no. I can offer it out to okay. anyone? topo yeah uh, there is a b- clue uh,
0: can i have a can we have a clue please you can
1: yeah used to be, used to hang out with aquaman and was created by ramona freedom in adventure comics 229 <sighs> Fuck. badger badger why would he have a badger <laughs> <laughs> <I'm gonna> see. <laughs>
0: topo the badger we, we need have, have what, that art. drinking. We need that art, people. We need that art. I'm gonna say dolphin.
3: No, he was a squid. <laughs> uh, uh, I would have yeah. gone for dolphin. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. I okay. almost
0: went for bear until we got the clue. Yeah. But even then Jane. H was like, fuck it, I'm saying badger. Bear, <laughs> right? I'm
1: <laughs> what was his last one? Ferret. Has she got a thing for like little fairy animals that live in her head right. Well she's friends with you. Right, okay. That's true. Well Well,
2: say no more.
1: Next one is Hugin and Munin. This is for you, Vince. Hugin and Munin. They're two, two. What? They're always together.
2: Why have
0: I got what?
1: Yeah, don't forget. There's a clue. I've definitely. Go have the clue. <sighs> yeah, I've got to have the clue. Yeah. First bid in Thor two seven four. Why do you think that's a clue
0: Why do you think that's not a clue? That's a you a clue showing off about out. things that you know. You'll find
1: out in, in a, a minute why it's a
0: clue. It's got to
3: be a mythological beast, right? hasn't it? Well done, Dan.
0: Um, Are you a... oh, if it's a mythological beast, it could be anything. Um, There's
1: two of them Hugin and Moonin. I, I'm,
0: I'm just going to say. Maybe uh, they could
1: draw a chariot. I don't know. I'm I, was, to, I was
0: about to say a horse.
1: No, can offer this one out? Unicorns. <laughs> where where <laughs> do so, unicorns no, appear in Asgardian? I, I, I'll tell you what, though. I'll tell you what, though. She went for it then.
3: I yeah, she's going for it. it. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, fuck, winged
1: horse. I don't know. No. Helena, do you want to have a guess? Oh, you've had a guess. at oh, that is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the kind of thing they'd have in You should know this one. They're ravens. Uh, oh, yeah. Of
0: course they are.
1: Who's next? I've forgotten who's next. Uh Helena. It, Helena, yeah. i think it's it? a sad one. Okay. Yeah. Um Tippy Toe. Tippy Toe. Tippy Toe. Yeah. Oh, shit. And I, there is, uh, I'm not sure if it will help, but I think this is definitely up your street.
2: Oh, great! in mind oh, the, the names me... you've
1: already been shouting.
2: Uh, oh. Um, oh.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: is it, uh... G- give me a clue. Uh,
1: it was created by Dan Slott for a character that appeared in Great Lakes Avengers number four in 2005. And it appeared as the sidekick to a female character in her own solo series.
3: Uh okay.
0: Oh, I know what this is. I, I know it is now.
1: Is. As soon okay. as you said that, I know.
2: Is it a, is it a stout? <laughs> they, they usually come in
3: two, two colors in this country. One oh of my in, God. An
0: <laughs> yes, right. <Sorry. laughs> just, but... just like look, when Dan Slot was thinking, <laughs> right, and uh, they, Marvel have asked me, we need something that says merch, <laughs> right? <yeah>. What, <laughs>
1: what says t shirts, benefits? <laughs> Don't. Yeah, so first they came up with what about a pole cat? And he said, No, I don't like the Polish over here. No. What about a stoat? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, good try. H, probably the funniest try so far. Well done. Yeah. Um, anyone else want to kick? I'm gonna offer this one out. Uh, squirrel. we know we know this one, don't we? Yeah, squirrel. yeah, squirrel.
0: Oh, God. you both do that.
1: So, um, you get what you got a half point each, Dan and Vince.
0: Hang on, okay. he didn't even say it.
1: No. no yeah, I'd but he did that, just it, before you said it, he said it's 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 there's two colours in this country of it. To be fair, really he did.
0: That.
1: He yeah, did, yeah. 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 No, I'll give it you to you. Because yeah. he gave the answer. And Dan's okay. so, Dan's been taking out the scores
0: and he knows he's won we're, by three. <laughs> yeah, he's already won. He's already won.
3: <laughs> me and Vince <laughs> are drawn on three
1: all. Oh. oh, okay. Right. So that's one. Who's next? It's you Dan it's you Dan. Yes. Puddle gulp. Oh fuck. Uh Weevil, uh, <laughs> weevil, Is that a, real a name? frog, a frog. Well, I mean, it is a frog. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> hell. So, uh, Puddlegulp was the real name of Throg. Do you remember Throg, which was the frog that became Thor? Oh yes. In Walt Simonson's run, actually, actually, a, a man called Simon Walterson, which was a play on Walter Simonson, and appeared firstly in Thor three six four. There you yeah. go. Yeah, Vince. Yes. Old Lace. Now I will take I don't you won't need to specify the type or breed, let's call it, of this particular kind of creature, but they're called Old Lace, also known as a shortening in O L. And there is a clue.
0: I'll have a clue. Please. A,
1: first appeared in Runaways issue two and was in quite a lot of those issues.
0: Oh God. Yeah, it had to be the one series that I've never really been interested in. Sorry, Runaways fans. Um Oh,
1: it's dog. No, it was a, um, a dinosaur. Is a, a sim- First off, it was described as a velociraptor, whatever they're called, but it was actually a, yeah. a deinonychus dinosaur. And it, do you remember the one of the girls had like a little dinosaur you used to run around with her? It was on some of the covers. And it was old lace. Wow. Okay. Good. Back to Helena. Hairball. Hairball.
2: So I'm immediately going to say a cat.
1: Well done, it is a cat.
2: Fuck me, go on. <laughs> <You got one. laughs> uh,
1: it's a bonus, a bonus um, mark for anyone who can tell me where it first appeared and who created it.
3: I cannot answer that question.
0: I don't
1: know, but it sounds like one of the characters from one of Rob Liefeld's teams. Well, it's called Hairball. So there's a little clue for you. Uh... By someone who also created it. A- a, a character associated with spiders what
0: Stan Lee no
1: no okay you're not going to get this it's Steve no, no, Ditko no. I was I'm... just about to say that
3: Yeah.
0: So okay like...
1: well can you say yeah. the series Dan for a point
3: uh, Hairball Uh Where was Spider-Man I don't know I was
1: just Speed,
3: saying. Speedball oh, it was
0: Speedball's of course. cat
3: <laughs> I kept on thinking New Warriors. Is that no? I should have said no. that. I would have got a point.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah. yeah. True. Um, okay, now to you. Uh, Who's it next? It's uh, you, Dan, isn't it? Hip yes, Flask. it is me. Hip Flask. The name of the character is Hip Flask.
0: One. It's the only I one I know. actually know.
1: Uh, is, uh, uh, there is a clue available. Uh, can I have the clue, please, T? He appears. In a comic or a graphic novel, or a series of comics um, that I bought you two and Tom at um, thought. Bubble. No, you <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: no, fuck me. Well, no, he's asking the questions. Oh, I'm from uh... a fair distance from you. You know that hasn't that that
1: won't stop you Need to be close No, virile.
3: I'm done. No, I don't. <laughs> Past Magnus Magnuson.
1: I, I don't know that one. You do know this. You do know it. What well, did I buy you? At thought. Bubble? I'm,
3: I'm blanking. It was signed one. by someone opposite. Oh shit! Oh, no,
1: it wasn't that. That wasn't available. He's
3: a, hip, he's he's,
0: a hippo. He's, oh, I'm. I, I, tell, I tell you
1: what. I, I'm not going to say that this is fixed. Well, no, that's not he, fixed because technically, no, no, because the book, no, was, no, called, no, the book right. was called Elephant Men.
0: Yeah, I know. And that. he was a
1: hippo. And I know he was a hippo. But you gave him all the track in the world to run with that. <laughs> see what? See what happens, Alina? They get really competitive. This oh, is what happens. Well, yeah. we got the quiz coming up. We're kind of we, haven't got, to kind we of, haven't got an opponent yet, have we? We'll have to, uh, we'll have to no no one's stepping on. up, no one's stepping no, no. up. They're scared, aren't they? I can't understand um, why. Vince. Yeah, are you ready? Yeah, come on, Vince. Okay. nosy.
0: Oh, fucking really? Um, I think
1: this animal's already been mentioned. A dog, a clue for you. No, I'll give you one more, one more go because you, you, you're clearly brooding Anout over teater. that last one. No,
2: I was gonna say- You are going to say, sorry, sorry. You
1: have
0: have to go with your second choice, which is probably I don't know otter or something.
2: We're getting closer. We're getting closer. Is it badger?
0: (laughs) No,
1: almost there. I really wish it was a badger. Stout. So near, so near. I'm going to give you one more water, Yes. Ferret. It's It's nosy the ferret, who is a sidekick of a character called the ferret. In Marvel Mystery Comics. There you go. Um really? next up, um, who's it? It's back to you now, isn't it? H? Yeah. Um yeah. Cosmo. Cosmo.
2: Oh. There is a clue. Uh oh, yeah, go on.
1: The uh character is in fact Soviet and first appeared in Nova, volume four, number eight, and was created by Dan Abner and Andy Lanning. Mm.
2: He's, mm. Is it a penguin? <laughs> oh,
0: <that> was... <coughs> I, fucking, I fucking wish it. Was. Are you
2: on ecstasy?
0: I, <laughs> no, I tell you what. I tell you what. Every single one of H's sort of it's suggestions so much huge should be these characters. <laughs> I, what, I tell you what. Here's a challenge to all the listeners: take every single one of her answers and turn and them and into them. A, Turn yeah. them into a team. Turn them into a team. <laughs>
2: A penguin with his sidekick ferret. Every
1: every time you say it, I kind of feel that you know it because you say it with such confidence. And it's always wrong.
2: It's it's my life. I say it with such confidence because then I think I'm right.
0: (laughs) The best one was unicorns. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking awesome. Can can
1: I offer this one out? Anyone? Dog. Dog is a dog. Well done. Yeah, a dog. Cosmo. Cosmo the space dog, Soviet space dog, wasn't he? Do you remember oh, he was in? Of course. I think he's actually in one of the *Galaxy Garden of the Galaxies movies, isn't he? In the background, yeah, he's, yeah, and
0: he's yeah. going to be in the next one, I think, apparently. Okay. Wow, okay. Cool. There you
1: go. Um, next up is Dan. And there's okay. four creatures. There's four creatures in this one. They're called Clint, Chuck, Bruce and Jackie. Uh, Where's the clue? Can I have the clue, please, T? They were good at martial arts and they appeared post-turtles around that period. Uh, they had a 3D special.
3: Oh, fuck. Hedgehogs.
1: No, I'm afraid not. Oh. Can I offer that one out?
3: What What were their names again?
1: Clint, Chuck, Bruce and Jackie. They're rip-offs of fucking TMNT. Yeah. Helena, <sighs> you can shout an animal if you like as well.
2: It's
1: killing me not that, to shout something stupid. <laughs> Please do. No, it's, it's vastly improving the squids for me. That,
2: yeah. that. Flamingos.
1: No, almost. <laughs> <laughs> almost.
2: Um. Oh
0: God! It, no, because it's not. It's not Battletoads, is it? Because they were. Nah. No,
1: no. that that's a bit later, isn't
0: it? Yeah, it's a little bit later.
2: Oh, they are uh... mice. Is it mice? Mm. That's... No.
0: Afraid afraid no. Was... Nah guinea pigs you're so close keep keep shouting things you'll get it Uh, um, rats
1: no keep going Uh, hamsters (sighs) yay hamsters yes they they were adolescent radioactive black belt hamsters I remember that yeah it was a parody wasn't it Yeah, yeah exactly and the last one of the quiz everyone's very excited Gleek this is you Vince Gleek
0: Gleek um,
1: there's a quiz. There's a, a, um, a clue available.
0: Uh, well, of course, there's gonna. Yeah, I will
1: have the clue. It Appeared. It didn't appear in a comic originally. It appeared in the Super Friends cartoon series.
0: oh Really. Mm. Um, it's gonna be wrong, but I'm gonna say a fish.
1: No, it's a space monkey. How many monkeys? Blue, yeah. Blue space monkey. Yeah. Um. Classic. And I did have a final one, so let's throw the final one out, so you can get it quickest.
0: All right, let's make this interesting.
1: Okay. Right,
0: let's bring a, Let's bring H back into the game as well. This Whether is winner it, takes all. Winner takes all. Oh,
3: okay. Me and oh, you no, are drawn on five <laughs> here, Vince. Yeah. Five a, five a piece. Uh, so. Oh, really? I thought you smash
0: yeah. I that. I, no, no, yeah, no, no,
3: no. Okay.
0: Uh, That's why we're a perfect tag team, then. Go on.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I've got two choices here. Let's, let's, I'm just trying to think. One's really obvious. They're both really obvious ones. Um... Bucky. Hitchin. (laughs) Bucky. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. That made me jump.
0: (laughs) Sorry. Uh, A bear.
1: I don't know. He's a rabbit. Mm, No. Hair. Yay! (laughs) Bucky O'Hare. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Bucky fuck.
3: O'Hair. As soon as I said, fuck it. Oh, oh.
0: Fucking <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> well done, Melina. You are the champion.
3: Well done, champ. That's how it that rolls.
2: hell. Considered, I was, I was really flailing there, wasn't I? I wasn't very
1: really good. The other, the other one I was going to give out was Spider-Ham, but that's too easy, in not oh, it? Yeah, Spider-Ham? Spider-Ham. P- Peter Porker. Yeah. Peter Porker. Spider-Ham. <laughs> yep. Oh. Well done, everyone. Proud of you. My God. Someone, wasn't it? Like, I didn't realize that Helena had Tourette's, but that's. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
4: Oh, did I not Probably.
1: tell you? <laughs> <laughs> you know now.
4: Bucky.
1: <laughs> Bucky the pigeon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, dear. Honestly, dear. I
1: literally physically jumped away from the microphone. <laughs> 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 i'm gonna have the guess that she had the animal before you heard the question i know yeah she's <laughs> singing. whatever it is i'm gonna chat pigeon whatever he says jeremy pigeon, <laughs> <laughs> pigeon.
2: <laughs> oh, dear. Tony, you've got to oh tony you gotta create a
0: character called jeremy pigeon now jeremy oh god
2: i can do that i'll do that oh
0: god <laughs> oh
2: god Oh, god. oh dear. there
0: you go
1: good anyway. well done everyone
3: proud of you
2: <sighs> from
0: that um amount of fun and uh we hope that you lovely people out there did better than that. <laughs>
2: <That's it. laughs> Did better than me. <laughs> God, I'm good. Dying. You won. Yeah. I know, but yeah. that was just a fluke. That was just a fluke <laughs> at the end.
0: I, th- I think we just got hustled then, Dan. Yeah, man. Yeah. Done. Yeah, completely. <laughs> um, oh. But yes, from, from that sort of fun involving a Tony where did it how long did it take
1: you to look up all of those talents? I
2: know yeah that's some research that
1: I had quite a few tabs open on that one it's quite fun because the problem with animals is they're always named after so it was like spider ham you know it's clearly a pig or the full yeah. name for Bucky was Bucky O'Hare yeah do you know what I mean uh, so you know it's yeah, hair. so you have to it's, it's actually a pain because you have to go through all these creatures and find them when they the name doesn't have anything to do mm. with, you know do you, you think know, that's bry and changed? A snail or something,
0: yeah. do you think that's changed and we're just gonna jump straight into the topic now about animals in, in comics do you think that's sort of changed over the years because obviously um, in the past in, in history a lot of names have been shortcuts haven't they to character you know especially with superheroes it's always a, forky or something like that yeah yeah, yeah. something like that um, do you think there's less of a chance you'll see that in like modern comics now
1: why do you think that animals Crossed with something else, or an easy go to for what people think kids like. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, sort of skiing chicken, or you know what I mean?
4: Yeah.
1: Rocket monkey, or something like that. I think it's kind of like an easy. Oh, i got to do a kids comic, which I'd be about animals. Well, anyway, I,
3: mm. I guess it's easier for kids Kung to kind of panda, project, you know? project themselves onto animals as opposed to. Would you say that's the case? Other other kids. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Obviously, little Billy running running around the screen. It's like, "Well, there's a, a a chipmunk there. I can sort of."
2: Yeah, it's something, I, it's something they can relate to, isn't it, really?
1: Yeah, I think that's the thing as well. We're bearing on the sort of diverse community of people that read comics, you know, it's having... If it was a kid, you'd have to sort of... Would this put us, this sort of group of kids off, you know, whatever? But if it's an animal, it's not racial, it's not national, hmm. you know, it's nothing yeah, like that. True. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Hmm. I mean, do you, do, what do you think about that? Like, I find that modern comics is, is kind of changing a little bit. Do you think, like... Obviously, anthropomorphic is usually the go-to, isn't it? I think for, for a lot of people, because mm. um, maybe... Although it's, they're quite they're very difficult to do, if, if you ask me, because you have to get the sort of animal likeness as, as well as the actual physical sort of humanoid characteristics as well.
2: Yeah, because you've got to do that thing where, like you do with a human, you've got to get that weight in, haven't you? You know, the weight in the body and stuff, especially if they're battling and they're, they're fighting or they're doing something. It's difficult to try and... Like you say, anthropomorphize them into sort of, you know, yeah, moving yeah. in the same way as a human, whether they be up on their feet, their back legs, so to speak, or if they're still on all fours. It's it's quite a, quite a challenge, I think, to be honest. It, it's, so I it's think the personalities
1: are, personalities are attributed to different animals, aren't they, as well? Yeah. That's yes. the problem, I think. You could, there's almost like a cliche to what, you know, a yeah. chipmunk yes. or a yeah. panda yeah. or something is going but to yeah, be. Yeah, a snake
3: know. is going to be a bad guy. Yeah,
1: yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I think in some ways, um, Obviously, the, one of the, the classic go-tos is the Ninja Turtles, of course, and they're one of the things that kind of broke the mold a little bit. Um, because, I mean, obviously, if any artist doing them back back to your point about like the way that they move and stuff, they have like a hard shell. Do you know what I mean? There's no you mm. can't you can't draw a turtle with a six pack, really. No, because it doesn't it wouldn't work like that. Do you know what I mean? But I mean, if you did them actually sort of anatomically, sort of correct. They probably look like little, little dumpy yeah. <laughs> characters.
3: Which, in the first issue, they are more like kind of turtles, tortoises, kind of thing. They've got kind of mm. more extended arms, whereas nowadays they're fucking jacked up with like huge.
1: Yeah, they're roided up, job. now, don't they? Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Um, but that I, I think also like when they're creating those, that it's such a blank template, isn't it? That you can just you can impose a character onto it. Mm. But more to your the the point of like people see a, a, a dog character, they immediately think, well, dog, man's best friend. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like you say, they see a snake, the snakes going to be the bad guys. Do you think that's a, a difficult thing to people to get away from? Do you think we'll ever see... And pe- People will obviously scream at their iPads, uh, iPods, but uh, like like a snake hero, for instance. Do you think... Yeah. Has, mm. any, has anyone done anything like that? I'm
1: just trying to think what... Mm. Um... So the thing is that anthropomorphism is is not isn't just for kids comics. That's what I think as well. Mm. I think there's yeah. a lot going on especially with the sort of underground movement. Well, when you Mouse, had stuff like yeah. Mouse, yeah completely, but you also had stuff like Hepcats as well Yeah. The, oh, the, oh, you God, you the had Fruits, yeah. Omaha the bla- cat. Black sand Black Omaha like, yeah. 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 the cat dancer which is just yeah. erotic yeah. anthropomorphic yeah. comics, you know. Um yeah, snake. And, and yeah It's I it's difficult actually... one to it's difficult one to have in a suit, isn't it? Snake. They mm. do actually in Black Sad, don't they? In the yeah. last one, there was a villain. Yeah. Snake. Black Sad also he... uses
0: like the the different creatures in interesting ways, isn't it? Like the white polar bear.
3: They're yeah. like, they're far right, weren't they? Yeah,
0: they're white nationalists.
1: Yeah. Like the rat. The rat is a sort of, you know, his his, his personality is a bit ratty and he's sort of you know a bit smelly and yeah yeah yeah. yeah. You're
3: interesting. Yeah, he does. It kind of every character, come, every animal comes loaded with like the character. You think they're gonna be yeah. like if it's gonna be noble king, like you're gonna go for a lion. If you want someone a bit shady, you'd like you said you'd do a rat.
1: It's but subverting expectations is always a good thing to try for, isn't it? Sometimes and I think we don't yes. see that much in mm. anthropomorphism. I think it'd be it?
2: hard to pull off, but I think it, it possibly could be done. There you go. Is the market there, isn't it? What have you yeah. got to do something now? Yeah,
1: yeah. It's like um in Yusagi Jimbo, the bats are the ninjas and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, it's quite it's quite a good yeah. shortcut to personality, isn't it?
2: Yeah. Mm. How do you it's think- interesting. I'd
3: say because culturally, different animals would represent different things to different parts of the world. Do you know? Yeah, I mean? like,
2: absolutely. Yeah, yeah. we think about rats then because rats are sort of revered, aren't they? In in India and India?
3: Yeah.
4: Uh, yeah. So
2: you, yeah, you're absolutely right. It'll be a cultural thing as well as what what animal do they um, worship? You know, and yeah. they, they would see yeah. very differently to the different part of the world. Stuff, yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, thing uh, like that.
3: Have you had pigs in certain parts of the world? Absolutely, fucking. Hated like yeah. just the thing the dirty creatures, whereas others not. Mm. So it depends. I imagine if I made a comic about a pig, it wouldn't really sadly go down. A lot of people in the Middle
1: East are going to be really bothered by that.
0: <laughs> I really want to know what comic you do about a pig, do Oh uh, no,
1: yeah. Do you remember that manga I read where everyone in the town was turned into a pig, and it was just like really frightening? Yeah, yeah. that's. Yeah. I can't stop thinking about yeah. that one. Mm. <laughs>
0: um, but like with with that in mind, how how is that because? Obviously, when a lot of people choose to do animals, they they'll go for the anthropomorphic route. Um, but if you actually choose to do a story about like the animal as it is, not a not a humanoid, not a, not a person, the actual real animal, how much harder is it to get the emotions across, get the story across, and like H? Obviously, with like Claire Run, you like mm. like you had your lovely dog front front and center. Um, that beautiful
2: yeah. boy. Um, Life model. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But
0: obviously, like it's the the way a character looks in a comic conveys the emotion, and like you know, mm. we're, we're constantly talking about like that, like emotive storytelling. What a, what a figure does. It's different when it's an animal, isn't it? Like, what were mm. the challenges you had with that book, like like, and yeah. the work that went into it.
2: Yeah, I think um, I think because he's, he's in, he is a naturally emotive dog. Anyway, he's got mm. a lot of expressions about him, so that helps. Yeah. In what you know, because some animals just they just have one look about them, don't they? That's difficult to yeah. to try and uh, get them get like an emotion across. know some humans so emotive, like that. To be fair, well, yeah. That's, yeah, to be fair, <laughs> yeah. um, but because he is like that, and he, you can tell when he's you know, especially when we first got him and he was really really anxious and he just had this constant look of anxiety about him. So that was really easy to capture. Um, but the other side of it as well is I think there are sort of moments where he's on his own and you're able to sort of determine what kind of mood he's in. But I think a lot of the mood is also um, conveyed with with what's going on around him as well. And that that also helps in what, what kind of um, environment he's in. And then add that to that a little bit of text, that also helps to put things across as well. So just in isolation, it could be quite difficult unless there's something around that generates how you think that dog is feeling. So in, you know, stuck in a, in an empty cage, you know, lying on the floor or in a race, on a racetrack and things like that, then helps that emotion, I think, to put yeah. across because it, it is, it's difficult. I mean, it, you, you'll know from the book, he, it, it is kind of cartoonified in a way, but not mm. overly cartoony. No. So it was difficult to sort of, I couldn't give him a, like a massive raised eyebrows and things like that. because that's not how he is. A but, or a pipe. Or a pipe. <laughs> yeah, or, or some, some plugs or something, you know. Yeah, but it, it, it is—it's—it's nice. it's hard, and there were t- there were times when I thought that that the f- sort of the look that he's got about him in that particular panel isn't working. It, it's not the kind of thing I'm trying to get across there. So if I couldn't get it across, then I'd, I'd use other people around him to put it across, and then that little bit of um, explanatory text in it as well. So that I think that all that all helps to sort of um, put across what you're trying to say, really. Yeah, but yeah, it's difficult. I think, yeah.
1: I think the thing is, as well, it, to me, almost like his situation and his almost sort of pensive. He has a, he has sad eyes on occasion. Oh, constantly, he, you know? yeah, yeah. I think it almost dictated the narrative in a way. I know it's a real true life story, so it's mm. a bit, it, it, it conveys mood and vibe and situational, you know, emotion and stuff like that as well with him. That's why I think I liked it so much. I'm such a sucker for the. I mean, I, I think I've told you before, H. I can't even watch. Movies that have got dogs in it upsets me mm. too much. You know, we yeah. both wear dog gloves, are not we? But the, um, I think, I, I like. You know, he's got such a personality, but there's a sadness behind him there somewhere as well. Isn't oh there, yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: And I think that was that was the thing that um, drove like drove me to actually do the comic is because I, I, when I first started, I didn't really know where I was going with it. I was just noodling with it. And I was just trying to have a go at drawing him in a, in a cartoon kind of way. And I didn't know where to take it really. And then I thought, well, he, he's got a story behind him here. He's got, you know, he's got a real life story, um, which could, could have been a huge story, but you know, I had to cut it down for obvious reasons. So he's got a really mm. big backstory behind him. And then I, it was just going to be him. And then I thought, well, actually we've got a backstory as well. About how we yeah. got him, you know. So I thought, yeah. well, why not? Why not put the whole lot together, as you know, his story, our story, independently, and then our story when we got him, you know, and, and how he was in in a house. So yeah, I think the backstory probably also helps to um convey that kind of uh, sort of anxiety and and sadness about him, really. Yeah, you're right. Yeah.
1: Cool. I've still I've got something in my eye again. That confused. <laughs> <is. laughs> <laughs>
3: It's another thing, like because uh, also with the, the, the animals, like you projected on them, like an, an innocence and kind of. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's it's
1: uh, it's hard to describe. Uh, they, they, really we do imprint ourselves onto dogs, don't yes. we? They, yeah, that, that's the thing, isn't it? Is, you know, totally, they yeah. convey. Yeah, and I think that's what it is. And and it, and it, you know, you, that the redemptive story you've got of the dog, you know, finally finding mm. happiness. You know, I mean, dog race is, is a fucking awful sport.
2: Oh, like it's, it's awful! Here. It's, it's terrible. absolutely terrible. I didn't know a lot about it, to my mm. shame. I didn't because obviously I didn't know. But uh, we weren't kind of in the market for ever getting a dog for a long, long time because of yeah. you know uh, working and commuting and stuff. And it was only when um, I chatting with somebody about and they said oh they make fantastic pets but they have very terrible starts in life and yeah. then when I started doing research I was horrified with the kind of lives they lead and then we researched um, him after we got him and I wish I hadn't I wish I hadn't researched it it was yeah. just horrible you know but then I like to think well hopefully I mean I don't know how dog's brains work but hopefully he's forgotten all that now
1: <laughs> you know yeah. you might have any recollection
2: of it kind of thing
1: yeah i know what you mean it's it, it's a horrible sport full of trashy people that's mm. what i'm gonna, I'm gonna put out there because it is awful and they're, yeah. they're sort of their ears are tattooed and
2: you yes, know this he's sort got of two thing tattoos yeah yeah oh,
1: poor fella oh, that's messed up yeah. Mm. yeah um but i think the the best thing i can you know one of the best things we've talked about before is the fact that your comic should make people want to go and get a rescue dog oh
2: yeah, yeah. Know, is I'd that like a big part so. of the
1: reasoning like so. doing
2: yeah. It? yeah 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 it's um it's that thing of, you know, there's, there's always a hashtag of um, adopt, don't shop, isn't it? You know, about, yeah, and definitely. don't get me wrong, I'm not judging people for getting a puppy, you know, from, from right from scratch. It's not my place to judge people on that, but we, we'd always been in the market. If we, were, we say we, we weren't in the market for a dog for a long time, but when we did decide to do it, I wanted a rescue.
4: Yeah.
2: I wanted to give a dog another chance because they're often in a home for reasons of say that the family can't afford them anymore, or the family's died or, you know, the owner's died or whatever. Mm. I thought, we'll give them another chance. And I thought... This is, this is giving a dog a chance that's never been in a home. And that's why they, they warn you when they go into homes and you'll, you'll see from the comic how it's the kind of, you know, they warn you say so they don't know what a television is. They don't know what a washing machine is or a kettle. So they're going to walk around yeah. the house and maybe be a little bit nervous about all these noises. What the hell are these noises? And sometimes they, they take a very, very long time to settle. So it's another. I don't. I don't want to sound like we got him because it was a challenge. Far from it. We got him because we wanted to love him and give him some love, yeah. and he gives gives back love. You know. Tenfold. They, do they?
1: Uh, who is the organization you got him from? Was
2: it? We actually got him from Manchester and Cheshire Dogs Home.
1: Right. Okay. Um, yeah. Do they and come and inspect we- you? Because I know the dog. When we got, the, we've had a few dogs through the Dogs Trust. They come and inspect your house and stuff like that. Do they come uh, around? Or-
2: well, yeah. what happened was we got him in the in 2020 in the September but it was when we were still, you know, in the deepest throes of, of the pandemic. Yeah. So we we had to make an appointment. Normally you could just turn up. So we had to make an appointment and go and see him and go and visit him. And then we had to go again a second time to visit him. Yeah. And then they normally come to your house and do a, a visit, but we did a, a like a virtual visit. So we went, we went around the house with our phone and videoed and had a live chat with uh, them nice. so they could look okay. at our garden because obviously greyhounds can run fast and they can jump. So they had to make sure we had high walls. He wasn't going to, yeah. um, you know, get himself Light into up. a bit of a pickle. Uh, exactly. Yeah. So, so yeah, we did, did a virtual did, Damien get did,
1: he or, did he get dressed for that? No, no, or... did it in his no. underpants. No. Yeah, good. Yeah, good. So no. major, we still yeah. got
2: the dog. To be quite frank,
1: but... <laughs> I'm surprised you haven't got three dogs. <laughs> 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 oh my <God. laughs>
2: But yeah, they did this this virtual uh, sort of look around, and then we the third visit. Um, was the visit that we we got to take him home. You know, instead of him coming out to meet yeah. us again, he came out and never went back in. He got in the car. It's like, ah, he's coming home with us, you know. But um, yeah, we, he'd, he'd gone to Manchester and Cheshire Dogs Home, the Cheshire version, because there's one in Manchester and one in Warrington. Okay. And um, he'd finished racing in the August. And they this was, well, he was in Ireland initially. Um, and he's very, very lucky to escaped Ireland because normally when they finish racing in Ireland, um, I've been told, yeah. I don't know if no. it's true or not, I've been told that they hang them. No, I've read
1: this. They cut their ears off, so they can't yeah, be discovered. It's just awful. Yeah. yeah, it's awful. So
2: yeah, they they shipped him over to Yorkshire, and I think he raced in Yorkshire for a little bit, and then he'd finished there because he wasn't winning races anymore. And they brought him to to Warrington, and he wouldn't get out of the van because he was that frightened. They dumped him yeah. there, and he'd only been there for a few weeks, um, and then we came along and brought him home. So we he, it was a you know a happy ending for. I mean, it was don't get me wrong, the the homes treat them wonderfully. They treat them so yeah. well, and he was. Yeah. Um, he, he loved his owners, his, his handlers, you know, they had a real good relationship with him. Um, That's nice. So yeah, what, at so what
1: point did you think, it'd be nice to do a comic about this? And, yes, and what was yeah. your, the reason why, you know? Yeah.
2: Well, it was, I'd um, kind of, at the beginning of the pandemic, um, I won't waffle on, I promise. But at no, the beginning of the don't. pandemic, <laughs> it was, um, I'd lost my job at the beginning and it was just really terrible time and the pandemic started. I lost my job and I thought, oh Christ, you know. So anyway, all for that period of time, I was... Um, working constantly on commissions. It, it worked out really well insofar as I was, don't get me wrong, it wasn't paying the mortgage, but it was certainly, uh, you know, putting some money in the bank. Yeah. So yeah. I, I was like really sort of snowed under with the commissions, which was really steady and that was really good. And then up, up into 2021, I kind of completely lost my mojo. I just c- fell completely flat. And you know, when you get really sort of stagnant and stale. I thought yeah. Christ, you know, I, I just, I couldn't get my mojo back. And then it was working on um, DUI one with Alan, yeah. Henderson and working on that really pushed me out of my comfort zone and got me back into sort of doing comics because I did like three pages. That was a great story.
1: Really good. It was yeah. good.
2: Alan wrote, yeah, wrote a really nice story for that. And mm. it was, it, don't get me wrong. It was, I found it quite difficult because it's it's not, it doesn't come easy to me doing comics I've, I've got to say. So I found that quite difficult, but it pushed me out of my zone and I got into the flow and I thought this is really, um, really quite enjoyable. And I really, you know, enjoyed the whole experience. Right. And because of that, I thought, why why don't I carry on with this now? Now that I'm in this flow, let's let's carry on with something else. I'd already started noodling with this idea of doing something about um, you know adopting the dog, but I didn't know where it was going to go, and I hadn't really put it. To, I can be a bit sort of scatterbrained like that. I don't really know where I'm going with something sometimes. So I'd started drawing things out, and I thought, Do you know what, I could probably make this into a comic, and I started sort of storyboarding out about you know his story, our story, um, and then our story as a as a, as a sort of uh, family, so to speak. And then I, I just I just carried on and carried on and carried on. And then in the middle of that, I, I uh, got a new job as well. So that was like, you know, I saw that gave me a bit of a confidence boost that I carried on and carried on. And I thought, this is great. I thought, I'm going to kickstart this. So I was going to put it on Kickstarter. And I got it all finished, got it all lettered, got it all compiled, sorted out my tiers. I thought, right, I know what I'm going to do for my t- tiers. I'm going to do a, a pet portrait commission tier. You know, and that, I thought that'll be great, you know, and I'll, I'll yeah. really enjoy fulfilling that. Got it all ready. And then I got diagnosed with cancer. <laughs> and I thought, oh, oh mate, okay mate, I didn't realise that. Oh, yeah. yeah okay. So I thought, right. I thought, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll carry on with it because it'll be it'll be a way to, you know, distract me. And and I can work on yeah. th- this and do the fulfilment. Mm. But then I didn't know what path I was going to go down. And well, as you guys will will know from, you know, I'm sure you all know people. The, f- the first thing you think about is, is I'm going to die? You know, that's the first thing I right. think. And the second one is kind of how sick am I going to get? And I thought, I can't commit to this. What if I commit to it and I get really sick and I can't can't do the fulfillments because as weird as that sounds, I wasn't thinking of myself. I was thinking, oh god, what if I can't do the fulfillments? What if I can't? You know, <laughs> it's like why yeah, am I so much like going that? on in your head.
1: I'm guessing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. I don't. I don't always think of myself. I think about other people and think, shit, am I going to do this? So I thought, oh, I'm. I'm going to. I'm not going to do this because I'm really frightened that I'm not going to be able to to do the, you know, the commissions and stuff like that. And I'm really glad I didn't now because I ended up having to go in for surgery in the November and surgery in the December and surgery in the January and, and they, just because they couldn't get it out. So and I couldn't draw either because our studio was up in the loft and I couldn't get up the ladders because I couldn't oh, move wow. my arm. So, and not only that, not only could I not draw, I just didn't have the frame of mind. It was yeah. the last thing I wanted to do was sit and yeah, draw, right. you know, because I was yeah. in so much pain. So I'm, I kind of basically, I mothballed it. I completely mothballed it. Didn't, didn't think anything, you know, more of it. And then of course I lost my, my mojo again. And then thanks to Tony doing DOI oh, no. 2, I got, I got my mojo back. So that kind of got me back <laughs> the into the encouragement
1: I gave you of writing yeah. filth.
2: The... Absolutely. <laughs> but it's these little things because I didn't I thought, what am I going to do? I don't I don't know how to get myself back into the mojo of it. Cause I didn't I didn't have any um because for me I need to have something to do. I need to I can't just sit and well I can do now, but I couldn't at the time I just couldn't sit and noodle something. I needed something, some goal, some aid. Yes, I okay. yeah, to, yeah. to yeah. Do. yeah. So it's to do that DOI, which really, you know, really got me mojo back again. And then yeah, it's from good that, for your mental
1: health, isn't it? It's fantastic S- for the S- mental succeeding health. Succeeding goals and stuff like that, Ab- I think. It's absolutely. Definitely, yeah. It was just,
2: yeah. it just took me away from, because obviously I was still going through treatment at that point. So when I was exhausted and tired and all the usual stuff. So that kind of took my mind off things. And then, then I got, um, I did a, a page for uh, oh, David Robertson for uh, Reject All. Oh, yeah. So I did a page for him. And I think coming again. out this week, isn't it? It is, it is. Yeah. yeah. So you that was really me good.
1: Yeah.
2: And then I kind of, cut back into the whole flow of it all again and I've not stopped I've not stopped since then but then awesome. basically I started working on this this other one that's just come out now and in the interim Damien said to me he went what are you going to do with that that dog book because at the time I'd, I'd like noodled with a name for it and then I ended up changing the name and I went uh, I don't know I completely mothballed it and he said I think you need to bring it back to life again so it had a kind of kind of had bad memories really thinking about it because it all happened at all such a terrible time yeah it and i thought like, no yeah. yeah i thought oh bollocks do it i'll I'll, you know i'll put it out there and it's it's been really it's been received really really well you know at the end of the day if, if people like it they do if they don't they don't because i did it i did it for me you know it was my kind of little um, yeah. project kind of thing to to get me back into it and uh yeah it's,
1: it's amazing isn't it i think i often think about the emotion that goes into a comic somehow comes back off it occasionally, you know. Yeah. You know, if you put in something, you know, you know, if you write something about it, something you love or something you, you know, care mm. about, and I think kind of it's communicating often through some way, you know, to the yeah. reader, and I think that definitely happens there.
4: Yeah. You know, I- and I think
1: I think that probably, you know, with, with the, the sort of incredibly mixed emotions and you know troubles that you're going through, I think mm. the emotional content in that comic is in, is incredibly high for you know for a reader, you
2: know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I suppose when you when I think about back about when I finished it, when I kind of was coming to the end of it, I was actually going through all the tests. I was going through biopsies and things. So yeah. that probably came across in it. Cause I was like, I did th- this thing where I felt I needed to finish it because Again, I started thinking, "Shit, how much time have I got to finish this comic?" Which I know is ridiculous, but you can't help oh, it. That's what that's what you yeah. think. You think, "Shit," yeah. you know. Am, am I going to still? I mean, I, I know Tony. I said this to you, didn't I? I said I, you asked me um, to to collaborate, and I said the caveat is if I'm still around, if I'm still alive. It's <laughs> like, but wow. I say it as a joke. I say it tongue in cheek. I say it, and some people look at me and go, oh, "And I got." I'm joking. I'm joking.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, you, yeah, you're doing okay now, mate. Are you.
2: Yeah, I am. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, I had a bit yeah. of scare um, whilst I was doing this recent comic. So I had to go for an MRI and I had to wait for weeks and weeks and bloody weeks for it. Yeah. But anyway, it came back absolutely okay. But you just, oh, there's always that yeah. worry yeah. in yeah. there that there's something... Yeah, yeah, yeah still lingering there somewhere but that that unfortunately that's the nature of things now for the future you 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 will always think that every headache or cough or twinge is it it's recurrence but you you can't you can't let that take over your life you have to just you know move forward the the
1: thing is as well now because you'd mothballed that and then brought it out later and you've obviously You've you've now became the single most prolific person in the press community, <laughs> and we'll expect a comic. We'll expect a yeah. comic from you every month now. I know it, look, it, it does look much like I've been, been that this year, yeah, isn't it? yeah, it yeah. does.
2: It looks like I've been really, really. I mean, I suppose I have been productive, really. But yeah, I mean, I have to sort of hold my hands up and say that Clear Run was already done and, and finished and just you know tucked away in a box somewhere. So, you know, it's kind of um, yeah, you're right. It looks like I've been working because we had constantly. this year
1: we had DUI two, like closely followed by Clear Run. And yeah. now you've just, and literally today, you've dropped the digital files out for your new one as well. Yes. You know. mm, yes. So how did that, how did the new one, did you want to talk about the new one? How yeah. did that come well, about? Well, I
2: mean, that's kind of came about because... Again, I, there, was a, there was a little bit of a lull in my my art mojo, I suppose, really, when I was when I just finished like my treatment and stuff, and yeah. I was kind of um, just right at the end of my, my treatment as well. A really close friend died suddenly as well, and that kind of you know really knocked the wind out of my sails. And I was feeling pretty shitty. I've got to say, you just think, oh, is there anything else going to happen, you know? And then I was sat watching, feeling really like miserable, and I was watching this um, three part series on BBC Wales about Welsh art. And, um, it was I was sat there and I went, I've got an idea and it was something he, he visited this um, this museum that had these Celtic crosses in you know like gravestone Celtic crosses yeah, yeah. and I thought, oh that, that's they're really nice And I suddenly I, I don't often have this but I suddenly had this like light, light bulb go on uh, over my head and I thought I've got an idea so I started jotting down these 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 notes and I started thinking about like Welsh folklore and celtic folklore and stuff because i knew i knew some of the welsh folklore having you know obviously i come from wales so it's kind of ingrained in you when when you Sorry about that i know i know somebody has to (laughs) and it's it's a
1: for for people listening that's just an ongoing joke between me and helena sorry so yeah i'm not being particularly racist for a change
2: (laughs) it's a celtic cross i have to bear i'm afraid so so, um yeah so then i thought oh i'll do a bit of investigations on on some of the um welsh folklore and the fact that a lot of it is celtic comes from you know um Celtic sort of stories and stuff. And uh, I thought, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll do a bit of research, find some stories that are out in the public domain. Nobody's, you know, nobody owns these stories. They're kind of anecdotal. Right. That yeah, I wondered down. about this actually. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. they basically passed down like, you know, centuries upon centuries. And, and what I did is I took some of those stories and I changed them slightly as well, just to put a bit of a, a twist on them so you could, you're not dating them. Cause some of them, you can date them, you know, straight away that they, they go back so many years. So I've I've done it in such a way that you can't really date them. You couldn't really put them in, you know, I obviously haven't put things like mobile phones in and stuff like that. Um, and then I kind of ch- changed them slightly, reduced them because some of them are really long stories. You don't need all that excess in there. And then I started noodling with that. And I thought, how am I going to bring this together? Because otherwise it just would have been no, it wouldn't have flowed from one story to another. And then I thought, what about putting them as like a case file of a welsh yes. sort of spooky okay. investigator so she's kind of and i thought oh she can be a librarian by day and a spooky investigator by night and so that those are her case files that she's finding and then she's trying to investigate them and and then she's trying to solve them and some of them i think are completely unsolvable and i thought yeah i'll put it together that's a set of case files with the p- potential to do like a second volume of them you know because there's loads of stuff out there that i can I could turn around and turn it into things because although there's been a few beast ones in there, there's more beast ones out there and, and dragons and you know all the usual things you'd expect in Wales and stuff. So unicorns, kept, the, unicorns, <laughs> absolutely
4: <laughs> <laughs> stoats,
2: the, well- <laughs> the, the Welsh stoats, no squirrels, <laughs> or a pigeon, the Welsh pigeon. So yes, yeah, so that's so that came about, and I, I found it very, I found it very therapeutic to do. It, it was my way of kind of going to the studio in the evenings. Um, I'd go into the studio sort of um, after radiotherapy sessions and I'd try and get a bit done there so I didn't just fall asleep on the sofa because I was absolutely knackered. And it was just, it, and I, I didn't put myself, I didn't put a, um, a deadline on it. I didn't put kind of, I've got to get this finished by this yeah. date. And I kind of, because it started to flow and I started to get momentum with it, I thought, oh, I'm getting to this point now where I could potentially launch this in October, you know, perfect spooky season kind of thing. Yeah. And I thought, yeah, I, I didn't, I don't get me wrong, I didn't rush it to do it. It just worked out that way. And I thought, that's great. I'll, I'll launch it sort of uh, Halloween season. And I thought, why not Kickstarter? Because I lost out on the Kickstarter for, for Clear Run. Why not kickstart it and then try and get it out there for before Halloween, so people can have it for Halloween? Well, maybe the people in the States might not be able to get it for Halloween, but certainly the
1: digital copy, will not they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, they've they've got the digital one, so
2: uh, so they've got something for Halloween, and we can we can also launch it uh, like properly at Nottingham. So now that you know a lot of Uh, Kickstarter people uh, will uh, have it by then, I can launch it in good faith um yeah. there rather than doing it you know people from kickstarter haven't got it yet i don't think that's very fair so hopefully yeah, we'll, uh, they'll have that on on the Saturday. well they'll have that we'll launch it on the saturday and hopefully get some some uh drive-bys you might pick it up yeah that's turned out to be that's good timing because
1: I, mean, I know you launched clear run at bridlington didn't you so sort of yes sort we did conveniently work that way yeah yeah yeah
2: again it was pure co- convenience uh sorry pure um look that that worked out that way it was just kind of oh okay we, we got obviously We'd booked it to go to Britain so that was our first convention for like three years and I was I was like super nervous about it and I think the, the the nervousness was the fact that I hadn't been in sort of social contact with people so I was worried that was I going to be able to hold a conversation <laughs> with people <laughs> you know had I lost that kind of social thing with people and I was nervous about being around people because I've, I've spent so long isolating you know because I had to go through so many surgeries I couldn't yeah. I couldn't be with anybody and stuff and there was that side of it, and you know, I absolutely loved it. It was lovely to get back out there and and be sociable with people and learn how to sort of be chatty and have that, you know, witty repartee. You know, kind of yeah, cup. look, absolutely, because there's no no bloody plates. <laughs> Where's it's my great. plate? <laughs>
1: it's great, Mark. We are milking that joke. We're milking that joke. It's been running for about five weeks now. It's
2: fantastic. It's fantastic. <laughs>
1: Now I wondered about the the way the sort of format of it because it's um how many short stories is it four or five I can't five remember. five yeah. yeah and but you 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 almost have a, like an intro page that looks like um uh, a page of sort of legal pad you know like a yes a, a, yeah and it, but in it you have notes as well as yeah. sort of like side notes that people yeah. have added to and things you've thought of as well that's yeah. an interesting approach how did you come about with by that yeah yeah
2: it was kind of because I didn't want to make it too um, formal. Um, right. And be too t- and too serious. I, I don't want people thinking this is dead serious because it's not, I don't, I don't do, I'm not a very serious person most of the time. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I try not to be, you know, I have my moments, but I try not to be <laughs> too serious. I didn't want people thinking it was a, a dead serious thing um, because the fact that it, it is just pure folklore. I mean, as, as with any kind of fictitious story fictitious stories come from something that was true at one time some small nuclei of, of a real thing mm, yeah. and it's blown out into into something sort of fantastical so somewhere along the way there'll be some story about a bride going missing um, mm. but it won't have that won't have been the end of it you know that what the story yeah. that i i put in there that won't have been the end of it kind of thing so i wanted it to be kind of um you know a little bit lighthearted, not to sort of um because I, I you know i can't write in a legal way and i don't write like a police officer or anything like that so i thought that you know write it in there but then put sort of some handwritten notes like in the margin um, notes in the margin so yeah, yeah. Kind of yeah yeah and also it was also my way of um ex- without being sort of too um Condescending. is also to explain some some of the uh, terminology in there as well. So you know, I, I think, and one of them I said a cudgel, and I thought, well, what if people don't know what a cudgel is? So I put a little side note in there what a cudgel is. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah things it, yeah. where I thought
3: it's good touch because some people won't. there's some people. won't Yeah, people that yeah won't.
2: exactly, exactly. And that's no, no right. shame,
3: but yeah, yeah,
2: absolutely right. Because what what I don't want to do is is write it out for people and people go, oh, don't be so condescending. You know, who does she think <laughs> we are? But neither yeah. do I want people go, what the hell is that? So yeah. I kind of you know put I circled some things and underlined some things and you know the uh, i think i put something about um the Celtic things coming from the celebration of Samhain, Sam and I think I wrote something in there, so people, you know, it's a pagan rituals and stuff, so people mm. have got a bit of a feel for where this is. It was almost in a conversational from. way, wasn't it? Yeah, That's
1: exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah.
2: sort of handwritten notes on, because at the end of the day, she's only, she's not a real investigator, she's just a spooky investigator, you know, of the of spooky phenomenon, so it wasn't anything too too serious, so that was where I come from with that, I thought, yeah, make it a little more light-hearted with these kind of fake handwritten notes, and they're not handwritten, I had to do a handwriting font, because my handwriting's atrocious <laughs> <laughs>
1: that works I, uh, well and i think it breaks it up as well when you've got an anthology it's quite nice to have that i think sometimes I'm just jumping straight into another horror story
2: yeah it's and, nice
1: to have that break somewhere yeah. yeah yeah
2: and the reason why i put them in as well is because if i would try to explain the story itself it the, the the panels would have been full of text and i don't want to do that because that's just really like not good on the eye it's boring yes. to tell it's yeah. so a good framing get,
3: device the way you've done it yeah like, bit, so to bit, give mm.
2: people a, a a kind of I don't know, like put a foundation there for them to know roughly what the story's about. So then you can go straight into the story and keep the text to a minimum, you know, see so people are not reading and reading and reading.
3: You know, there's a the one where they, they write their name on the stone and put it yes. into the fire. yeah. But wh- what was the point? Wh- why do you, they put their name in the stone and put it in the fire? Was it like a kind of symbol of rebirth or?
2: Do you know what? I've got to be brutally honest with you and say, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> it is something because... you do. It is something that it does oh, okay. come from, a, from a, a Celtic tradition where, and I think it was just... I think it was to see, and I, I don't, I don't know. Maybe it was just to see whether or not their stone went missing or the stone was burnt clear. And at the end of yeah. the day, if you think about it. If you put a stone yeah. in a fire, it probably is going to be burnt clear. Yeah. And then when you go the next day, it's like, oh God, you're all going to die because you. And it's probably just <laughs> something they did to, to sort of frighten each other right, and put yeah. shit up each other, really. So because if there was
3: any chance of that happening, I wouldn't be putting the stone in the fire. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I'll but be writing course- your name on it then. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> So, of course, yeah. the, the main guy who loses his stone, he just happens to go missing, but it might not have been the stone. He could have just, you know, decided to flee the area and go and, you know, live in Scotland. So, yeah, it's just a... a, a pro- probably stems from kids messing about, really, and going, "Oh, your stone's gone missing, Oh, yeah. you're going to die, you know, kind of thing.
1: Had a ch- cool batch of John. Yeah. There's, there's here, that, that, the that. Scotland, is- that. <laughs> <laughs> Behind behind all these sort of, you know, folk tales and, you know, superstitions mm. and stuff, there's always personal stuff, isn't it? I think we, we, we've just spent a couple of minutes talking about the stone thing. It's nothing to do with the actual, no. you know, spooky bit. It's to do with the, the interactions between people and the sort of societal, yeah. and, you know. Yeah, yeah And, and yeah. that's what's interesting to me about it. I don't really believe in zombies, but I oh, like God, the no. fact that the story's been no, told. No. You know, like, and I kind of think, why has that been told, that story like that? You know, what could have mm. possibly happened? You know, and that's the interesting bit to me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because
2: yeah, definitely. I think, like I like I said before, I think a lot of any kind of sort of folklore story that's been handed down the years, that there will be a semblance of truth somewhere along the way, and it's just grown hmm. and grown and grown. So, yeah. probably the, I mean the the um the the witch one, the old kind of witch hag kind of thing. I think it's the witch of Pontlaffer. I've made up a name; it's, it's completely uh, un- That's not a Welsh place. That Pontlaffer. Oh, okay, so right. Made it up, but um, the original story is the. Gra- get me teeth in Grach Ribbon, which is the witch of ribbon. And it's much, much longer story. And I thought it's, it's, to be honest with you, it's a bit of a boring story. So I just could basically okay. cut it right back. <laughs> okay, you yeah. you, you <laughs> didn't need all the excess things around it. But when you read the story there, there will be some kind of truth where there probably was an old, old woman, that somewhere along the way, parents would have gone, don't go near her house, you know, and that's it. And then it's grown from there going, Oh, she's a witch. Yeah. Oh, she's this. And then, and then it grows into something that's quite kind of funny to hand down to your kids, isn't it? Along, you know, yeah. down the centuries. So yeah, I mean we have to think back, there was, there were stories when I was a kid. They go, don't, don't go down, don't go any further than number 42 or whatever. And um because that and they'd make up some story. Anyway, yeah. it transpires that, 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 that there was a very good reason why you don't go past number 42. Because <laughs> it turns out he was a paedophile. But you know, oh, th- these okay. kind of things, that's how these things they keep grow, don't they? Up, don't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah
3: so it's, it's easier to kind of like warn a kid off by saying exactly ghost yeah, or yeah. whatever. Rather, yeah, exactly.
2: To... Yeah, yeah.
3: I quite enjoy the, the one with the, the married couple. That's quite tragic. And it's kind of uh, uh, those old traditions. Are sort of like in that's the, the wedding quest, isn't it? And like, yes, the bride runs off to hide. Yeah. And then, but obviously that's, that's going to be, yeah. Yeah. That's going to be a seed of truth.
1: If only, you? eh?
3: That, yeah. <laughs> that tradition <laughs> has got, got to spring from somewhere, hasn't it? Like yeah. why, why'd they think- play that game?
2: Well, the, the where it's—I'm trying to remember where it actually happened—but there is like a, an old oak tree sort of stump that's that's there to this day. It's a bit like the whole Beth Gellert thing because you can go and see the grave of Beth Gellert. and then there's a there's a tree stump there. and I think there's some kind of monument there. So there was something that happened, but it's di- it's sometimes difficult to get to the bottom of the the, the real thing, the what really happened. You know, you can get to the bottom of the Beth Gellert story. Um, that's a known story. You can find that, but with some of these things, it probably was um a, a bride that did the wedding quest and just basically went missing, you know, and was never yeah. found again. Or was maybe left. she maybe she de- you know, there was a deliberate reason why she went missing. She yeah. didn't want to bloody marry him, you know. And yeah. then that, She that, that's discovered Dan was
1: there, ran off with him. Uh, And that yeah. was it.
2: Yeah. There's there's a there's a better person to be married. Yeah. But yeah, the whole kind of thing being trapped in the uh, the, the tree, I thought that was actually I thought that was really horrible to be honest. I thought, oh, well I think I'll write about that. <laughs>
1: So, this is the stuff that I really like when Hellboy does this because Hellboy does a lot of this, doesn't he? He discovers old folktales and and sort of puts himself in the middle of it and stuff. And I really Mm. like that part of it. Yeah. Yeah, And that research thing is fun.
3: Some of them you feel like you couldn't write them because the the, the way they come from is like, well, where did the fuck did that come up from? I can never, like, that truth is stranger than fiction kind of thing. I I can never make that up.
1: That's really bizarre.
2: Mm. Are you going
1: to do another volume, you think?
2: i think i will i think because because i enjoy doing it so much You've done
1: well on kickstarter as well man. i mean oh you know I, i've
2: got it all right you, you you may or may not believe me but i when i've put it on kickstarter and i put like a a thing of 200 quid i genuinely believe that i wouldn't reach 200 quid because <laughs> I, I don't a know i just crazy I just, person, you know yeah. and i thought <laughs> and when it got there i thought yeah oh, you know, i was absolutely chuffed to bits you know I, I i find it i find it difficult to get like it's going to sound really strange now. I find it difficult to get overly sort of happy about stuff now. <laughs> it's, it's just with everything I've been through, it's, it's sometimes I have a, a, a sort of level I reach now. It's like, oh, I was dead chuffed that that had happened. And then, but more so the fact that I just enjoyed, I enjoyed doing it so much. And at the end of the day, that's what it's all about, isn't it? You know, yeah. I, I, didn't, it is, I didn't do it to make yeah. a shitload of money. I did it no, no, no. because I really, really enjoyed it. And if other people enjoy it as well, do you know what? That's yeah. even better. That's even more of a bonus if people enjoy reading it. Oh, god, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know.
1: I remember pledging on it and then going back and I think we were writing it down to announce on here. And I was thinking it's bloody four hundred and fifty percent or something. It's cr- you know. crazy,
2: absolutely yeah, yeah. crazy. And I really enjoyed it because there was um, an original art uh, level. I only put six in there, and they uh, it was kind of horror icons, you know, like Dracula oh, and Reagan and Reagan. I know, yeah, Reagan, Reagan, yeah, so, President uh, Reagan. Yeah. But can you believe this? There was there was six, uh, sorry, there were six levels, five people um, pledged. Three people wanted Bride of Frankenstein, so that to draw three Brides of Frankenstein.
3: <laughs> wow, really? Okay.
1: Pretty popular. One,
2: three, and one guy wanted Dracula, one guy wanted Reagan. So I'd already done them. I'd already kind of front-loaded and done them because I wanted something I could post, you know, to do a bit of marketing and stuff. And then when this survey started coming, it's like, bloody hell, another bloody Bride of Frankenstein.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you have to a bride frankenstein comic now that would be actually Jesus, probably going, yeah. that's not a bad little bit of marketing research there is it yeah you
2: know? so anyway i've done them now i've i finished them off um this morning um, that's and also then, a
0: learning for the next campaign though isn't it like maybe it, it,
2: you know it definitely is yeah and, and the, the, the other thing about it as well i really really enjoyed doing the, the original art and then i did some extra ones i did i did a uh, two draculas did the um bella lugosi one and the christopher lee one and uh, i did a uh, uh Phantom of the Opera and Nosferatu as well. So I'm going to sell them. Well, I'm going to put them up for sale anyway. Uh, Nothing oh, cool. you know, with it being you know Halloween sort of season and stuff. I'm going to sort of frame them, up, bag them up, and sell them there if, if people are interested. So,
1: oh nice! But I enjoyed
2: that side of it. Just, I just which
1: Nosferatu is it? Is
2: it's it Kinski uh, or the original? The original.
1: Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. So uh, I've got things Klaus
1: Kinski is my favourite actor. Ah, uh,
2: it's uh, right, yeah. Max Shrek, Is it Max Schreck, Yeah.
1: God. Yeah. Is he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He's an amazing actor, man. He's incredible he's a maniac in real life oh, I gosh, honestly, yes. fucking, <laughs> he's an absolute fucking crazy person but his acting is impeccable i think that's he's a good actor because he's so dislocated from fucking reality yeah
2: yeah, yeah yeah i think yeah. it's it, it sort of feeds you doesn't it as, a, as an actor
1: yeah
2: if you're that way inclined
3: i think yeah yeah, yeah. Sure.
1: So brilliant well, you have yeah. you actually do have another role as well don't you you have another another job Oh god, and yeah. It's uh, it's a, uh Tony Esmond's motivational running teacher. I oh
2: remember. yeah, totally. That's that's yeah, what I live so... for, Tony. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the only reason I'm I'm on a bit uh, for those that don't know, I'm doing a, like a hundred runs in a hundred days challenge. And the only reason I've been kept going is by you sending me a picture of I've just done 26 miles this morning. You know, I'm thinking, <laughs> oh god, I've got to go out and do three miles and it's gonna yeah. kill me, you know. <laughs> no,
2: trust me guys, I, I don't do I don't run that far. But to be fair, I think we, we kind of we kind of feed each other's sort of uh, enthusiasm <laughs> on the running because there's been days when I've just not felt like doing it. And I thought, well, if Tony can bloody do it, I Yeah, if it. even so someone good.
1: like Tony yeah. can do it. I no, do I it, didn't yeah, mean yeah, it like yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, just,
2: you know, getting out of bed and getting out there, regardless of the weather, it just, I mean, last week I ran every morning and it was just, just fabulous. Brilliant. It kind of sets me up for the day, you know, and while I'm out running, I get, um, I get quite a lot of ideas. For, yeah, we were talking oh, about oh, this that the other yeah, day. Yeah, it's a yeah. great
1: time to sort of problem solve scripts and, totally. you know, think yeah. of ideas and stuff. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, yeah. I'm an absolute addict to it now.
2: It's oh, yeah. great because I'll, I'll see things, and, and especially this time of year, because I'm, I'm running in the dark, and then it's all autumnal, you've got all the, the leaves for it, and I get these great sort of um, visuals. I think, oh, God, that would be good in a, in a comic. And I find yeah. myself taking pictures and think, oh, that you know, and see if I can turn something into, you know, something for my next volume of spooky, spooky sort of uh, case files, you know. Yeah, yeah. it's good. Yeah.
0: yeah there's a few shadows kind I've kind mistaken needs, uh, for being, yeah, yeah people te-
1: behind trees. Yeah, yeah. Tony keep, mm.
0: keeps carding up for when he's being chased anyway.
1: Yeah. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> I saw a spooky one the other day of a man doing, having a clear out behind a tree.
2: Oh, oh, God. oh, God. Oh, no, that was me. <laughs> was there a sock involved?
1: <laughs> no, I've told you that story. <laughs> That's a private
0: story. Right. Okay. So let's. So um, as, as as you can hear, folks, H is an absolute force of nature. Yeah. You're putting wonder, wonderful <laughs> books out into the world. See, I'm, I'm skillfully avoiding whatever Tony's been doing behind trees. <laughs> it's
1: uh, probably best. It's yeah, probably a lot, lot best. of different things there. To be fair.
0: Yeah, but in all seriousness, though, you you definitely need to get a Art92 and just get all art 92com dot com. Yeah, yeah, there's
3: there a whole host of comics you've got uh, on there. Is it Galaxy, Grappler Alliance? Uh, yeah. Obviously, you can buy yourself a Clear Run, Pre-Mortis. Yeah.
1: And you, there's you a load of LA a there as drawing, well, isn't yeah. there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I've got some lovely... Can... Uh, I've got a Frank Miller and a Stan Lee from Damien. Absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. If you
3: want to sort yourself out with a fantastic Christmas gift for someone in your life, uh, check out either H or Damien's uh, work and you yeah. can get a lovely portrait or comic portrait. Damien's recreations of
1: classic uh, comic covers. We did Steve Dillon today, I saw he put up, didn't yeah. he, H? Yes. was amazing. Yeah, it was,
2: I could hear him scribbling away at something while I was sending out emails with, with the PDF download. And <laughs> thinking, I've got, I don't think I've done any artwork today. It's all been doing, like, Kickstarter fulfilments. I know, oh, well, well, ain't that the way. You know, I, but the thing yeah. is, I wanted to get it. It was, it was ready, and I thought, why p- make people wait any longer? You know, I've got to load in the posts and stuff and get it out there so people have, have got it now, you know. so.
0: And yeah. our, our house here is full of artwork all over the place, but... Um, the bits, the the three pieces that Joe loves more than anything else,
1: are uh, the commissions I got from H of our, and oh, us. Yes. Yeah, we've got Sexy. a uh, we've got a Sharknado on the side yeah. here. So yeah,
3: yeah, yeah that's awesome. And I've been
0: I've been uh, putting uh, H's name forward, and I know people I know in my real life. I've probably commissioned, yeah, <laughs> uh, have commissioner as well, and uh, yes, glowing yes, reviews. There
2: you go. Oh, wonderful, so, yeah. wonderful. Yeah, wonderful, yeah. Uh, I need to. Um, it's funny because I haven't done any pet portraits for quite some time because obviously I didn't have my, my commission book open last year because yeah. I couldn't do anything. And then I thought. I'll, I'll open it again this year, and to be honest with you, I've been so busy with other stuff. Mm. Um, it, it's it's just kind of sucked up my time. I'm not I'm not complaining. Don't get me wrong. No. Um, but, but also, I, thought, like, I
0: think when you first did it, like it, it was just a avalanche effect, wasn't it? You, you started doing yes. it, and then there were so many that came in. So many people yeah. asking for them. So, you know,
2: keep yeah. your
0: fingers crossed, people. You never know. She might have some time in her diary
1: for you. I mean, but yeah, she's but promised yeah. we're working on DUI 3 together. So, yeah. Well, I did say I'm to you, to didn't, that. It's didn't I say, yeah. Yeah. It's legally uh, binding.
2: It's, uh, the caveat is, as long as I'm still alive. Okay. <laughs> but I will be. Because if yeah, you go with anybody else, I'll haunt you.
1: Working with me will, will kill yeah. you. See you now. <laughs> yeah.
0: We've just got to come back on the show in the future. So Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: we've got another quiz, so can just oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Unicorn>! <laughs> anyway. yeah. Still my favourite moment.
0: Yeah, yeah. Not going anywhere, she's <laughs> sticking with us for the rest of the show. Yeah. Um, because we've got lots of books to recommend you as well. And uh but before that, do we have any shout outs this week, gents?
1: Mate, we and Lady. Yeah, so Nottingham is only a few short days away and I'll be repping the ACP at that one along with the tribute You're, stuff. You'll be what you'll be watching the ACP? Repping, uh, repping. Repping, right. Just had to clear girl that up. kids. So the cool kids' sake. Rep rep the set. Yeah. Um we'll have some we'll also have some copies of our new Tijuana bible style publication called graphic gospels which went down a storm actually. We're very pleased with that. Um I'm also helping out on two panels. First up is Chris Imba is doing a live drawing session and oh, I know um i'll be while don't he's drawing put him off
0: and, tony don't put him off
1: yeah i'll be suggesting to audience members that they ask him to draw horses bicycles and armies
3: oh. you know things like that <laughs> um
1: and we'd we'll be sort of just talking through his process and what his tools are and how he mm-hmm. goes about drawing stuff and things like that and i'll be sort of passing the mic around to the audience and stuff like that so that's gonna be good and then we've also got never on anything and roger Langridge. will be talking about the name of the title the title of the panel is what makes a good autobiographical comic so we'll be giving lots of genre-specific recommendations. And we're also going to have a look at Roger's recent collection of um, – he's collected um, – he did a sort of COVID lockdown diary book, which is really good, actually. And it really addresses some of the, the things that you have to address when doing an autobiographical comic with things like, do I need to get permission from my family and friends to put them in the comic and stuff like that? It's some really interesting I've never even stuff fucking going. considered that. Yeah, yeah, because I think he sort of – his daughter kicks off with him about – you know why have you put this me saying this i didn't say that you know and he, but he then includes it back in the comic it's quite an interesting sort of meta right okay thing. Yeah, um, yeah yeah That's really really good yeah. yeah 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 so roger roger's a great comic creator so that should be interesting um and then just a couple more days left on direct conversations a book about of intimate interviews with comic creators um authored and the interviews are carried out by the mighty paul cupperberg um hmm. keep your ears open for that name in the future and uh, in the final, um, it's about halfway through, actually. I think Keir Wordsmith um, by the brilliant Ian Ashcroft, who just texted me. I don't know what it says. Yeah, it's probably something rude. Um, he's, um, that's also going back to that because Ian's great. And he'll also be at Nottingham. So I think he'll probably have some OA there. So go and get some Ian Ashcroft original art because I think he'll be an investment for the future. There okay, go, there's my ones.
3: Nice, Dan. I've got two. Uh, so first one "Sect A Shadows, sci fi comic book, Join the Rescue Ship, UUA. Uh, R24 and its crew as they respond to a distress signal in the deep space of the UUA territory. That's by Aaron Rackley and Dan Harris. Uh, that's on Kickstarter now. And uh, we've got Kia Wordsmith, issue three. Kia Wordsmith, having a, having freed a creature from the creature with Wizard Tower, begins to find itself the target of lizard like creatures. Uh, that's smashed its goal. That's got another 12 days to run uh, by Dave Weston, Ian Austin. So go and check that. That's going to be fantastic.
1: Oh, can I also mention that Eamon Clark and um, Al Henderson will be helping me on the panel, obviously. Um, oh, both awesome. of them are going to be there, and Al will have his Penguin stuff to so go and buy some of that, and um, Eamon will also, have, and we'll have copies of DUI 2 Don't forget, duicomic.bigcartel.com is still available, and it raises money for a great cause, so go yep. am do that as well. And plus, um, I may be in it, so that's not a reason to buy, but Helena's certainly in it, which is a reason to buy. <laughs> <laughs> so go and get and
3: that. One final for me, uh, Viper, Crimson Dawn, uh, I've had some issues with Kickstarter and that, and it's going to go through an appeals process. So, I've got to sort that out this week. So, I've had to okay. push the, the date back on that. So, I watch this space. So I'm not sure when that's going to be coming out. Well, worth
0: hopefully, the wait.
1: So. thank you. Yes, we've seen it, and it looks amazing. Yeah, yes,
0: yeah. And speaking of even more, even more amazing, that's right, Dan. Well, you know, you don't have to say thank you to us every time. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to hear it, though, isn't it, Tony? Yeah, Fine, finally, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear, <yeah. laughs> Speaking of amazing though, um, you lovely people listening, um, probably want a few more things to add to your comics and just general wish lists, don't you? And that's what we do. We make you hate us via the, via wanting more books and stuff. So Yeah, spending money. Spending money. We're gonna help you do it. So um the guests go first always in the recommendations section of this show. So, H, what would you like to recommend to our lovely listeners this week?
2: Yeah, so I'm going to recommend something that's been um, around for quite some time and I'm just going to have a look because I foolishly didn't check when it was first published. So I've seen was, the cover um, sort
1: of floating about for a bit. Yeah. It's quite a distinctive so, cover, isn't it? Yeah. So
2: it was originally serialised um, in Looking magazine, if any... Oh, if wow, it's from Lookin then. Bloody hell. Yeah. In 1981 to 1982. So essentially, it's the, uh, the Beatles story And it's by Angus Allen, and the artwork's by Arthur Ransom. Nice. And obviously, it's no good if you don't like the Beatles, but, you know, it ticks all my boxes because I love the Beatles, and I love this artwork as well. And they're
1: not One Direction, but they're okay. You know what
2: I mean? you know, yeah. Who could be? Yeah.
1: They're not... Ransom's the boss, though, isn't he?
2: It's just, I mean, you you just flick through it. I mean, obviously, he will have taken it off... um, Photographs, and I know we did use a, a, a grand projector as well when he did a lot of his work. But I remember his work when I was when I was younger from looking, but didn't really appreciate who he was at that time because I was too young to appreciate appreciate it. But I mean, the, when you look at it, the, the line work in it is so simplistic, but you know straight away who it is. The likeness is a you know a lovely with just a few little flourishes of his pen of his ink. You know, it's just really fantastic, it, and it's hardback as well. Um, I can't remember how much paid for it i mean it says it's 12.99 but that's not what we paid for it um right. it's published by rebellion but it's um it's just lovely and if you don't know if you if you're not aware of the story of the, I and mean, it sounds like a stupid thing to say if you're not aware of the story of the Beatles. but if you don't know their background right from childhood it tells you in a very simplistic format as well exactly uh what happened when they were kids and how they got together and how they got their fame and stuff so it covers that in a in a really lovely um, sequential panel way rather than sitting and reading like a, a, a proper, a proper book, so to speak. You know what I mean? Like a, you know, a prose book, but it's, it's just <laughs> lovely. And then when you, when you um, look at Arthur Ranson's work, cause like I say, I remember him from looking and he did produce a series of like comic strips of biographies of, of well-known music stars like Abba and Presley and stuff and even haircut 100 and sex crystals. So I, I've not been able to find them, but uh-huh. um, but yeah, I, I, I just, if you want a, a sort of, even if you don't like the Beatles, just look at it for the artwork. It's just if you don't care about their story, look at the artwork because it is really, really beautiful, and it's just um, I don't know. It just ticks all my boxes. I thought it was just really lovely, and I've uh, I haven't actually read it all yet. I've just been flicking through it just to just a like ogle the art, really. You know. I
1: genuinely think that's how you do a cover. It's a really distinctive, cool yes. cover. You
2: it's know, lovely, it's it's
1: worthy it? of a sort of pop art poster kind yeah. of thing, isn't it? You know. Yeah, I really admire that. I, me- I remember seeing it and, th- and actually wondering if it was Dave Sim, but it's not, is it? It's obviously Ransom, but yeah, mm. uh, I really like that. Yeah,
2: it's just, and when you look look through it, I mean, it's um, there, there's like, like I say, it's it's you know, people go, oh, you know, people have a, a bit of a down on uh, people taking sort of reference from Photoshop, but how the hell she's <laughs> you supposed to do it? You know, <laughs>
1: <there's>, <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's only yeah. two of
2: them still alive, and they're old, so yeah, you know, it's kind. Of...
1: I, I think people who say don't take reference are imbeciles. I, the, I think people who say you know, don't put photographs in comics. I'll agree with you, you know, but I think you have to, what, what else are you going to draw, draw from if you're not drawing from life? Well, you know exactly. I mean, I mean yeah.
2: you know, I, I don't know who it was. I might have been you, Tony, but you, you know full well that we, I, t- I take sort of reference pictures and I've took reference pictures of myself. The ones I've myself. had to send
1: you, you wouldn't believe.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, that's <laughs> the next, the next um, volume she's of it. Right. She, has, she <laughs> has to rotate
1: the image just so she's definitely sure it's the right way Sometimes up. Sometimes you're never sure. <laughs> hey, you can never tell. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, to zoom in, yeah, it'd
2: be spooky investigations down south, not in Wales. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, that's my, that's my recommendation.
0: So. It's true about reference pictures though, because obviously, like I'm de- my sort of Inktober thing this year is like all oh, it's it's the actors behind horror movies rather than like the monsters and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, I mean, so, so I have to have reference for it. Yeah, exactly. I, I, yeah, yeah you know, well, you can I, do yeah.
1: otherwise. You know what I mean? yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And hopefully, people recognise who they are from my style.
1: So. That's the whole art, is it, it like you, you're talking about it there and with your stuff, V? Is you know, you take those really important little bits and you strip everything else away. Yeah, that's how yeah. you're doing it, it, you know. Yeah, I'm incapable of doing every pore on someone's skin. It's like, <laughs> uh, it's the Alex Toth approach, isn't it? You know, you take away everything yeah. that isn't needed. Yeah, I just yeah. wish I had yeah.
0: that sort of grasp over shadow that, that creators like that do. Toth, yeah, yeah, yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah, anyway, uh, now. The rest of the gang. Uh, how many have you got this week, Tony?
1: Two, babes. Uh, Dan, got you, you've two. got two as well, haven't you? Think. Yeah.
0: So I'm going to be sandwiched between. Uh... God no, I you can't. lucky boy. Okay. D and T. A D and T B L T. Um, no, that doesn't make any sense. So Dan. J hey, E. What? J-E. Is... what would... <laughs> Dan, you first go for... one to go. Oh,
3: first for is uh, Ed Gein, Demon Hunter. Issue one. This is amazing, man. The iron. Yeah. Is, I uh, love it. I this. really, yeah. Uh, I've, I've been taking punts recently just on stuff I've, people, I find on social media, Twitter, when someone's uh, hooking their comic. And I was oh, yeah, fuck it, I'll give this go. So this one popped up and uh, went to this site of the writer called luciferstorm.com. I think that might be a uh, a writer's name. If not, his uh, parents were weird. Or Yeah. So we've got uh, Ed Gein, Demon Hunter. A four-issue Outlaw Comics miniseries that take you on an adventure like any other unlike any other the story blends elements of fantasy comedy and drama genres and wraps them up in an adventure horror story that is full of humor heroics and a little heart after a deranged demon escapes hell intended to destroy everything in existence Ed Gein the infamous butcher of Plainfield is sent back to his old stomping ground to hunt, capture and return the demon to hell the first one, Ed must overcome his past traumas and his own personal demons uh, I was honestly like where the hell is going to they're going to put this because Obviously, Ed Game was a real person, so hmm. uh, I think you said you had some misgivings about that, didn't you, Vince? <clears throat>
0: yeah, I mean, it, it was interesting. Um, no, you, Dan, you, you you talk about your okay. your experience. So, yeah. Right, yeah. So we got, got I mean,
3: it's yeah. written by Lucifer Storm, penciled and inked by uh, uh, Christian uh, Christiani Rossi, led by Elizabeth Storm. Cover colors by Christina Rossi, edited by John Wakefield. The art, uh, Christiane, I think. Yes, that's the name. Uh, I apologise for pronounced that wrong. Oh it's absolutely lovely. Uh like I say it looks like saying have a 100 but was it 100 bullets? Yeah. 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 Oh, but black, and white, yeah. black and white, yeah. Black and white. You you come into the second page, sorry page 2 and 3 is a spread of the detective and the police officers uh, going through Ging's living room and he's got all the bodies and everything's cut up there. Uh it's absolutely wonderful work throughout. Uh, essentially the the story is uh like I read out there in that brief synopsis a demons come to earth to kind of like destroy reality as it were and hell needs to send someone out to go and get him they they list through the other serial killers they could possibly send out like John Wayne Gacy and the the, the boss which I think might be Satan I'm not too sure essentially says that because Gain, Gain is so conflicted and torn up he thinks he should be punished so if they send him out he will come back So he feels like he's deserving of this kind of misery that he's he's brought on people and and should be punished for it, and he's sent out with a uh, another sort of demon who who comes back, uh, bring it back to anthropomorphic. He's he's kind of like a, a bloodhound who accompanies him uh, at the end, and they mm-hmm. the, the story ends up with this demon as a bloodhound, and again back on earth trying to hunt down this demon. It comes. I won't spoil it, but it goes from there. But it's, of course, I was kind of like, I'm not sure where this is going to go. And it's got like a light touch of humor in here. Uh, the, the the demonic characters were in hell. They've got their characters. Everything's really strong. I really enjoyed it. I, I'm looking, I'm going to get the others because I, I really enjoyed the whole book. I, I'd highly recommend it. Yeah. If you sign up to uh, the newsletter on the site, you get the first issue sent to you free. I didn't realize that. I, I bought it. So, yeah. Uh, you're a good I man. Yeah, you yeah, spoiling, uh, did, small press. I did notice on the cover you've got uh, Ed uh, standing over a grave and there's all gravestones in the back. And most of the names on the tombs are those of the Red Letter Media guys.
1: Oh, okay. Rich
3: Evans, Jay Bauman, Mike Stoslarka Stoslark, and uh, Jack Packard. So that's a nice little uh, touch in there. So, yeah, cool. Go go check it out. So yeah. Vince, you said
0: you you've you checked this one out. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. You were very kindly sort of forwarded it on to us and read it. And and this, I can't fault this book. In terms of the, like, the art's beautiful, the writing's great. You know, it pushes the story forward brilliantly. That <laughs> there isn't. This isn't a caveat. Like, oh, I I don't like this book because I like this book. Um it was a very, it was a kind of strange experience for me. And I think it's probably to do with earlier this year. um, I read another Ed Gein book the Eric Carroll and Harold, Harold Schechter. Did you hear what Eddie Gein done? They're sort of like biographical sort of, which obviously a different completely, you know, this is the true life take on it. And uh, yeah, so there was part of me was thinking, this is a cool book, but would it, Work better if it was a. This sounds horrible to say, an original serial killer. Do you know what I mean? Is it? Yeah. If you get past the, the name value, of the serial killer, you know. I think it would. I think the how strong it's written and how well it's drawn. I think it doesn't doesn't necessarily need to be Ed Gein
3: doesn't yeah i think you but with the the ed gain brings people in
0: it it totally does yeah it yeah. totally does it's it, and like we're obviously we live in a world where people are obsessed you know not obsessed but well, yeah, some people are with true crime and obviously we've just had like the Dharma yeah. show just come out on netflix and stuff and like for me personally a lot of that stuff's just not for me it's you know i'm like I, you know i know about the st- you know I, I know about these stories i've read about these stories and i've read books like like i said you know the biographies and stuff, but sometimes when it's uh, fictionalized media with these sort of characters involved, I'm not, I, I don't I'm not sure how I feel about it. The older I okay. get, is that weird to say? No, no, uh, no. Which no. is why I want to say that without taking anything away from a book that's very very well made, because like the artwork is just I was like, this dude's got major chops. Just fucking, <laughs> it's just awesome. But, it's a
3: bit different as well for me because like when it's kind of like that's a serial killer from overseas, do you know what I mean? There's a yeah. kind of a detachment. But if he did like Howard Shipman, uh Demon Hunter or something, yeah. I'd be like, Really? Like yeah. y- yeah. you are gonna fucking do that. There's Don't give con- anyone an idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. So there's a context thing. Um, yeah. but you know. That but that was just what i thought and some people i know, you know some people might take the these sort of thoughts and go you can't do this, this, this blah, blah, blah. no i'm not like that i'm just sort of saying this no, is, no 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 i am yeah. just not sure about that flavor of it okay uh, fair enough but but saying that you do need to check it out people because it's, it's, it's yeah it's, it's, I, a, it's I, a good class. It. yeah it's <laughs> amazing yeah. the art the art the use of shadow and art in that is just yeah, fucking yeah, incredible yeah, yeah 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 uh it's got a real energy to it as well the story so, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's Tony. My First one. Yep. Yeah. Tony, what's, yeah. your, what's your first uh, mine's one? Mine's
1: called um, uh, Shipman Vampire Hunter. Um, <laughs> oh, <God>. No. Mine's <laughs> called. Uh, <laughs> make make <me> laugh. <laughs> Shipman, pep. Mine's, mine's <laughs> called um, <laughs> Mavericks and Lunatics Icons of Underground Comics by Drew Friedman. Do you guys know who he is? Uh, Why
3: do I know the name? Uh, you introduced me to him probably recently. Yeah
1: h yeah. if you don't know can i i, I was just googling while we're talking h because i think you'll really like his stuff um it's 34.99 it's hardback from fantagraphics it's 101 full-page portraits and sort of short profiles of the stars of underground comics which obviously we're a fan of um and that movement um and all those people who are sort of hugely influential on comics going forward you know comics to this day that you know i watched that but is it funny pages what's that movie that's just come out i watched that this morning um it's got a great forward from Mark um, Maron. Maron, you know, the comedian guy does yeah. the podcast. I quite like yes. him. Um, and it does talk quite openly about his masturbation over Robert Crumb Comics. <laughs> made me laugh. <laughs> um, anyone who's who's seen his work, I'm sure, um, Drew Friedman's work, I'm sure will immediately be a fan. I can see, definitely seeing it. He's a kind of artist who would appeal, appeal to you and um, Dame's age. Oh, right. All I've got okay. to tell you. Um, yeah. have a Have a look when you get a chance. Yeah, yeah. What do you what do you think? Have you managed to Google it or? Just a second. I'm, okay, I'll leave. You. I, can't listen I, was, I, was, I
2: was writing yeah. something down. Whether you were. Uh, That's fine. Sorry, sorry,
1: sorry, sorry. Yeah, um, he's uber detailed, um, but there's he, he 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 does this sort of. He's got a style that is. Oh yeah. Very realistic, but at the same yeah. time quite strange. Almost, do you know what I mean?
2: You, yeah. No, I like it. Yeah, it's it's my cup of tea. That yeah.
1: Yeah, there's a sort of always a little bit of personality and glint in the eye, and mm. you know, there's a caricature element to them. There, there there's is, yeah, a real realism to them in a weird way. I don't know why, but um, he's 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 illustrated for decades. He's been in Raw Magazine, Heavy Metal, Weirdo, High Times, National Lampoon, much much more. In 2006, he did a book that I think is on. I think you can get this on Comixology, but it's called Old Jewish Comedians, which is another absolute joy. I've got a copy of that. That's absolutely lovely. Um, but he, he 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 does this thing where he really captures the essence of these people. Um, there's a little bit of a cheeky element to them. The, the heads are always sort of slightly bigger than the bodies, if you see that sort of style of cartooning. Um, but you the level of detail is super incredible level of detail. You can almost see every pimple on their face, you know. Um, everyone in that world, I, I think I described this book as these underground eyes are my rock stars you know they really are for the world of comics they everyone in it or loads of people in it, look like they once sang with Jeff. you know they played the bass in jefferson airplane or something like that you know they've got that sort of greasy long hair look you know big glasses sometimes they're sort of slightly tinted they've probably done a few a a few too many tabs of lysergic acid in their time that sort of thing about them um slightly unwashed um but it's absolutely brilliant. I, I'd probably—I know we're going to—we've got a guest coming on in a couple of weeks. who's going to talk about you know comics as Christmas presents. But I think if you've got someone who's into that sort, yeah, I, I, I can think of about ten people on our Slack who would love this. Um, if you've got people who are interested in that area of underground comics, it, may, it would make a lovely Christmas present. You know, it's got that feel to it. It's not not super expensive. It's only thirty four ninety nine in um, dollars. Nice, massive hardback on the shelf kind of book. But uh, yeah, really lovely mavericks and lunatics, icons of underground comics. There you go. Oh, first nice one.
0: one. Nice. Uh, Dan, do you want to do yours? I'm going to save mine because I'm going to have a big rant about mine and I had a little bit of a rant about Dan Dan's one as well. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, I'm going to save mine I... for another week. Dan, do you want to do yours? You,
3: you got sent on to. Tony sent this comic on to me. Let's get these words. Oh, out. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fortress, issue one, two, and three, which I believe three has just come out quite recently. Just is about right,
1: two, I think. Just about two. Just about two, yeah. And so I recommend I... you get on it ASAP. Yeah, you're on. the the dudes so on the uh, it, I've, to be fair, I did send it to you guys because I not I didn't want to show my sort of partisan, you know, because it's it's distributed by strangers who obviously distribute us as well. But uh, I thought I thought I'd send it on to you guys just so you could have a look. But I think you really liked it as well, Dan. I mean, oh, I, I really it. enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, I kind of yeah.
3: within like two pages, like I like this straight away. Uh yeah. Written, drawn, all the art is done by Rome Comics, and that's uh, Joel Van Der Nap. Uh, so essentially, Fortress it kind of. Uh, a post-apoc story, but kind of with a twist, where like uh, AI robots have taken over the world. And it appears a- the salvation is in one man called Caleb, who's been locked away. And he's kind of like a cybernetic entity that maybe has the chance of kind of like defeating the big bad and putting everything right. And the only way that's going to do that is get him his limbs back, which help him control his powers because he's missing an arm and a leg. And reform the fortress, which are kind of like the team of people that uh, worked around him and with him. But everything sort of changed and spun on its head, and what was once kind of one way is now another. And they, they've got a kind of what's the name of the girl, Tony? I always fucking forget her name.
1: Yeah, it's I can't remember, man. Yeah, I'm crap with names of people in comics until as I write yeah, down, I can remember. She, uh, yeah,
3: yeah, gets. There's one great thing that. Uh, Joel has done at the start of each one of these comics is like he does six or seven panels of like these characters are in this comic and it yeah. gives you a little bit and her name is Itar and she's a freedom fighter and uh, she kind of guides him around and through the first three issues it's them kind of like uh, ducking and dodging from assassins and uh, trying to get everything back on an even kill again. And who doesn't like stories about kind of like plucky resistance fighters fighting against like impossible rods and lots uh, of robots
1: and yeah, yeah yeah
3: lovely lovely action fighting it's kind of it's done in half tone with very muted and uh selective color palette you've got pinks and green blacks and whites and that's it
1: it's yeah. really that really well works done. i think i really like that oh totally
3: yeah, yeah. it gives you
1: a sort of re- a real idiosyncratic feel to it doesn't it you know it's, it's such an individual style to me, I don't know if you think, Dan. I know one of the reasons I was really glad you enjoyed this because it's it's almost like a, like a, um, a late eighties, nineties sci fi blockbuster comic, but it's done with almost like a small press, indie, underground aesthetic to it in a way.
3: Agreed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I kind of get a little bit of uh, Frank Miller's Running vibes from it. Okay. Yeah. Very I slightly. Uh, yeah. But it's just. Uh, not to big up Joel too much, but like th- th- there's a mastery here of like what's going on in this comic. This guy knows what he's doing. And some of the stuff is, is kind of quick and done. Like it flows on the page and it's, is, I can't imagine the kind of energy when he's drawing this kind of stuff and it just works. It's, it's just really good. I've really enjoyed it. I can't wait for more.
1: Yeah. So uh, Yeah. I think he's Australian. Dude's Australian. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, and I think if you go to strangers fanzine, um, um not Big cartel i think it is i'll confirm that but it's um that's where you can get it from um oh lovely yeah, stuff strangers pub strangerspublishing.com uh, i know they distribute it in the states i wonder whether it's something we can speak to about getting it over here as well yeah. getting it on a cuz discre- there's a massive
3: something. bloody cliffhanger and reveal at the end of issue 3 yeah yeah it's like holy fuck like you got you got a you got you want to know where, where the story's going it's 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 fascinating yeah i really enjoy it rope, so
1: there's a taste to the the sort of designs on it almost of like maybe a sort of Japanese toy design like something like Shogun Warriors on some of the stuff as well which I really liked. yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. and not all the the robots are bad guys you know what I mean it's kind of it's
3: it's not I'm trying to make it kind of sounds like a a bit of a a Saturday morning uh, kids cartoon but kind of an adult kind of twist but not too much Yeah. yeah I'm kind of butchering the description of it but yeah it's great stuff I really enjoyed it and if you know my sensibilities and tastes I think you will too
1: yeah cool Nice oh, uh, okay. I didn't
3: actually say where you fucking get that from.
1: Yeah, I did. I think I gave the US one. That yes. Nice. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Tony. Good. Uh, Cossacks, Volume 1, 649, Kindle edition. Um, a little too much, I'm going to say. Um, it's from Cinebook, though, who we love. Um, Script by Vincent Brugaius, or Brugius. Uh, artwork from Roman Tulhout and Joan Guilo. Colors by Joan Guilo. Um, Ruthie published by Dargard. Actually, this year, it's a recent. Um, republished. so I don't think it was published by in France and um, Belgium in 2022 in 2021 and then they were republished by something but very, very recently it's a real epic of a book um and actually had me sort of googling some of the the history I don't I don't really know the history of we've all recently learned some of it about the slavic world you know and this is set in this is set in the 17th century in Eastern europe and it follows a young warrior called carlis and he's a hussar. And he's fought. Is, it opens with him in the um, the afterlight of this first huge battle, and he's watching the sunrise on a pile of bodies. Um, and uh, another soldier comes to him and says, "You've proven yourself in this battle. You know this is horrible situation. This man's you know proven his sort of you know covered in blood, and he's murdered all these soldiers and killed everyone." And 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 he said, "And you're worthy now of the of the name of Hazar. But as he's facing away and staring into the the, the, the pile of bodies. And the light coming up in the sun, the sunrise beautifully done. And his eye, but his eyes tell another story. His eyes tell a story of sort of trauma and shame and regret about what he's just done. And then you fast forward a couple of literally just a couple of days and Carlos is being chased and he's riding like fucking full pelt across this field. Um, and he's decided to leave and he's being chased by them. They won't let him go now. And he's decided to go AWOL from the army and they're chasing him to try and kill him. Um, and even though there's thirty warriors chasing him, he, he still manages to escape into the woods and then sort of double back. And, and he also gains an upper hand on them, which is pretty impressive. And so you've got all that going on. But what you have on the hill watching them is an old man um, and a girl, and they're members of the local Cossack settlement. And the eventually they cross paths with our hero and Carlos and he has to, and they, they take him in to the Cossack group. Uh, and Cossacks, really interesting history of them. God, really interesting people. But the um, the elders in the Cossack, they put him through sort of trials. And it's, it's things like you have to learn, you know, have to show you can shoot an arrow, but you also have to show that you can help provide fish and food for the families. And, you know, it, it's this whole thing. I tell you, it reminded me a little bit of 300 in a way, um, but without the sort of, you know, purity of the 300, you know, Spartans. But the um, this is this sort of warrior group this this group of nomadic warriors who, you know, are hired at different times by different governments and different kings, but are just like fucking hard as nails, you know, like absolutely hard as nails. And they're they're really proud, really strong, really self-sufficient group of men and women. And um, but what happens is it turns out that his Carlos's old commander and king, um, he's he's commanding a Polish Lithuanian army, and they're looking to just rid the land of Cossacks. And they're they, they get they're getting slowly nearer and nearer. And one of the Cossacks says, oh, look, the the next village of, you know, the neighbouring Cossacks is on fire. And they're coming for us next. And it's an absolute cracking read. It's just really good. It's only the first volume. It's got a sort of pulpy adventure feel to it, but um, has a real reverence to the history, which I ended up going back and looking at. But it's full of energy, full of, I mean, we know what Bondesina is like. You know, they don't scream yeah. on backgrounds yeah. and castles and lakes and horses and battles and you know this sort of thing it's just beautiful to behold i really got i know cinebook tends to put all their stuff out um physically don't they so i really do need to get a copy of this the physical copy of it um but just gorgeous um he installs burgess installs a real sense of personality to each and every person so the thing is about unlike 300 unlike the spartans is um the cossacks will take people in so that you know um carlos is a lithuanian soldier there's other people from different parts of europe you know some turkish people there and this sort of thing so they will take other races uh, and um um, people from other countries into their group and but then they become a cossack you know this is this big thing they become this sort of semi-nomadic warrior um and so he's really he's really researched for that but he gives everyone a real sense of personality but also like a real sense of brotherhood when you're in you're in you know you're real sort of a tight brotherhood and, you know there's a real staunch friendship between these people and they will die for each other now you know um, Bruges also he's an interesting writer I've downloaded a couple of other things he's written as well but um, he wrote something I think you reviewed it Dan fucking probably four years ago called The Regiment yeah about the that? true history of the SAS that's the one yeah, yeah yeah he wrote that as well and he looks like he, he works with Tol Hart um, a lot um, and I've downloaded a book the Tol, Tol Hote has also drawn, which is called The Zeppelin War, which looks amazing. The iron is just fucking breathtaking. It's it's comparable to the, do you remember the um Marini book, The Eagles of Rome, which I think was six, I think the sixth volume is about to come out. And it's like that sort of, the way Bond Destiny does it, they have these sort of almost, you know, some of them come out yearly, don't they? They have this sort of cereal that comes out and they're so addictive. I absolutely love them. Um And um yeah, I'm all over this now. This is now my my passion. Cossacks, oh, yeah, yeah, brilliant,
0: yeah. Well, Well, there you go, folks. Loads of books for you to go out and get your hands on, pre-order, find out more about the creators, etc. And uh, speaking of creators, thank you once again, H, for joining us this week.
2: Oh, thanks for having me.
0: Thanks, mate. Absolute legend as always. Pleasure, yeah. If if there's anything uh, you want us to talk more about, maybe we've uh, touched on some topics that you want to hear. Pigeons. (laughs) Pigeons. (laughs) (laughs) Pigeons. If there's any local stout fan clubs out there, uh, please get in touch with us. There's several different ways you
1: can... Not Polcats, so we've talked no, no, about
0: no. that. No, oh, no, not them. Um, but you can email us, awesomecomicspod at com. Follow us on uh, social media. On Twitter, we are at The Awesome Pod. If you do the Book of Faces, go to facebook.com slash awesomecomicspodcast. There's a community group, Awesome Comics Talk, and there's a fantastic group on Slack. So mm. download download that and yeah. join the Awesome Comics Podcast community group on there. There's loads of different channels, loads of different conversations going on, whether it be art, whether it be conventions, whether it be... all. Oh, it's a good one. If you months.
1: are a small press creator, we talk about each convention that each person goes to and whether it's yeah. worth doing you know you can yeah. just almost like judge where is a good place to book yeah. for next year so it's yeah. useful for that yeah, yeah. you can
3: always uh, throw stuff up for feedback and yeah uh, like yeah. ask for some campaign questions about kickstarter yeah. like what would be the best way to do it genuine conversation and,
0: yeah. no, no bitchiness no snark just supportive community that's what we're all about so yeah please join join us there and thank you for listening to us whether it's on the website awesomecomics.podbean.com if you listen to us on the apple podcast subscribe and leave a review it helps get the word out about this very show and all the stuff that we talk about, the more people that listen, the more people that discover new cool books to read. Uh, or or perhaps buy their uh, loved ones for Christmas. You never know. And uh, we're also on loads of other networks like Spotify, Amazon, Stitcher, Podnose, Podknife. Uh, I'm forgetting. What was the other one we're on, Tony?
1: We're on Pod, Justified and Ancient, and they drove an ice cream van.
0: <laughs> God, it changes it. I don't... Right, I
1: need to talk to you about that in a minute.
0: Um, oh, by yeah. the way, can I give a
1: little shout out to Ian M on the Slack? He's doing two, he's doing two inktobers. He's doing one called Plant Toba, where he draws a different plant every day, and yeah, he's doing one brilliant. called Kang Toba, where he draws Kang in a different yeah. drawing every day. Amazing Fucking genius! Yeah, yeah, amazing. I love seeing these come up. There's some great one, but uh, there's loads of people on there, yeah. Zach. Dan, I've never loads of fucking stuff going on. Sam, done one, yeah, Sam.
0: No, yeah, I've, these I, guys the a are... month. I, I've I've never managed it, but by God, I'm trying this year.
3: You've, you ever tried it, H? What in October? Yeah,
2: yeah, did it um, a few years ago now, and like a load of us did it from <laughs> uh, old college mates when we used oh, to right. go to art college, and we and it was fantastic because it got people drawing that hadn't drawn for such a long time, and you could see us all improving as we went through the month.
4: Yeah, yeah. And no, you, nice. know, you started
2: a bit ropey, you know, and we all started and we'd we'd all encourage each other. Um, I've not not done it since but then at the time we all we all had the time to do it and then just time just disappears doesn't it and it's yeah, just such a yeah, commitment you know yeah. But yeah it was good It was good fun when we did it and I could see myself improving I thought oh it gets you gets your mojo going doesn't it a bit. it's so, really yeah. that yeah. simple
3: with drawing just you just do more of it yes. and get yeah exactly it, but...
2: exactly and then that's the thing when I, when I used to teach you they go oh, it's all right for you because you can draw it's like yeah but so can you you just need to practice yeah. you know it's yeah. just yeah. consistency isn't it yeah
0: yeah, there you go, life, life lessons, more life lessons. Life lessons indeed, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where can people uh, find you online, H?
2: Um, I am at, um, I've got website which is www.art92.com and then if you go to Instagram, uh, Twitter or Facebook, it's all at art92, all one word.
1: And it's the it's not the numbers,
2: it's the letters, isn't It's it? all the letters, yeah. yeah. The
1: letters. I'm not as, uh, not
2: as prolific on some of the social media because... Uh, as you know social media can be a bit of a petri dish can't it but need to get on there and get some stuff on there it but is. instagram is probably more more um useful for art i think isn't it because it's picture-based yeah. so yeah, yeah just check it's out the nicest this. place
1: in the world it Instagram, is. it isn't is. it? yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nice that's where is. jane and i often talk
0: the N- nicest place in the world what social jane. media really? no instagram yeah, no, not bloody twitter no, bloody no no i just mean social media in general you think <laughs> there, there's a nice one Lovely. How nice. Only fans. Where Only can... fans. They're very oh friendly God. on
3: there. Dan, Dan. For money. Dan. Speaking
1: of speaking of that, Dan, where answer, can people Dan. find you?
3: You can find me on Twitter uh, at Vanguard Comic, and you can be VanguardVanguardComic dot com. Tony.
1: anything dot com.
0: And you can find me on the social media at Jester Diablo. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening to this week's show. We hope you had fun. Join us uh, next week where we have a bit of spooky fun and I may uh, actually sound in some ways normal.
1: I don't know. Big um, guest next week, guys. So, um. Um,
2: What, you mean I wasn't the big guest? You're, no, no. Oh, you're, I'm you're, disappointed. You're, uh, sorry, not as big. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> have a brilliant week, everyone, from Dan, Tony, H and myself. We hope you're happy, healthy, doing okay because we all love you very much. I'm not giving Tony a chance this, this week. No. Um, so, so read loads of comics, make loads of comics. And as always, well, what should the listeners do? Stay awesome. Stay awesome. Stay awesome. Yes. Hey. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye-bye. See you later.
2: Bye.